Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, wrestling fans, and unfortunately, we had to start uh, anniversary under these circumstances, and we're going to end anniversary week here under the same circumstances. It just came across my desk this evening that we have lost another female wrestler in the world of professional wrestling, in the brother and sisterhood of professional wrestling. Her name, uh, give me one second here, want to get this link pulled up. Um, her name is Sarah Evans and she was on tough enough and, uh, in the last season and she passed away. She was 30 years old. So we are going to take a brief moment. Uh, Melinda Katie kind of speak on this. She was not a very old woman, uh, a little bit younger than me. Um, that's really sad. That's really, really sad. I don't have much to say because, well, I didn't watch tough enough. So I know nothing about this young lady. Um, but, huh, Godspeed, darling. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to take a brief mo. Uh, we've given our dedication to that. We are going to start the show off officially here tonight, and we will be joined by our guest in just a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is night three of the nine-year anniversary celebration of Wrestling Authority Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for war! And gentlemen, this is Wrestling Authority Radio. This is night three of the nine-year anniversary celebration. We have had a lot of fun here over the last two nights. It started off on Tuesday night with former WWE superstar Kalisto 
Last night, we were joined by Madman Pondo and some others. And tonight, we're going to wrap this thing up in a very big way. We are going to be joined uh, by none other than a true definition of the word legend. And me being in this business 20 years, that's not a word that I like to swing around uh, willy-nilly. And... Mm -hmm. um, this is a woman that will be able to share some insight on uh, the fabulous Mula and, and other subjects along those lines. She was last seen uh, in Dark Side of the Ring, um, believe the episode on that. She is none other than Princess Victoria, will be joining us momentarily. Now, this is a woman that, that our late beloved Steve Kane wanted to have on this program from its inception nine years ago. Um, Victoria was not doing a lot of podcast appearances then. Um, I believe she's got a book out now. We'll be talking to her about that. And this is somebody that uh, when I saw her on Dark Side of the Ring, I said, this is somebody that we, Steve Kane and I agreed, this is somebody we need for the program. Uh, because there's a lot of false narrative out there about maybe what happened with Fabulous Mula. And this woman's going to be shed a lot of light on that. And, and just the, um, topics of, of women's wrestling as a whole. As I shared a couple of weeks ago after Sin and I had gone down and met Alondra Blaze down in person during her uh, tour, to hear the stories from that woman um, were breathtaking. But the, women's, the, the stories we're going to hear out of the woman tonight um, probably going to blow some of you younger fans away. For, for our newer fans, I invite you to use the internet. Google is your friend. Look up this woman that we're going to have on tonight, and I promise you, you're going to be a fan. Um, I do want to take a moment to go over a couple notes that we've got. It broke last night. Yes, it did on this very program over at Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme. They have hired a new head trainer. It is none other than our Sultan of Slither, Sin. My trainer himself has been hired as the new head trainer at Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme. He is not going to be with us this evening because he's got some work to do over there. They're getting things ready uh, for him to be able to accept students. So um, we want to send his well wishes. He would be here tonight if he could. So congratulations to sit on that. Um, there's events going on all over this weekend. Um, SCW Pro Wicked Ways is going to be at the Walcott Coliseum in Walcott, Iowa on Saturday night. Dreamwave Wrestling at Luz Legrado in Peru, Illinois, Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. bell time. Uh, if you're near a local show, this has always been our advice to you. Um, we don't care what you spend your money on, but if you go there and you think it's a terrible wrestling show, we want to hear about it because... That's the way it is. Um, we don't say just support any wrestling company. We say support the good ones, and you'll know the good ones when you see them. So with that being said, without any further ado, Katie, are you ready? I'm as ready as I can be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, she is a women's wrestling legend. Please welcome to Wrestling Authority Radio, Princess Victoria. Yeah, welcome, sweetheart. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing? It sounds like that 20 bucks I sent him uh, pay, paid off well with the way he's putting me over. <laughs> $20 put over, huh? Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, how's everybody doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Princess? Oh, right now I'm kind of sitting here fuming. Uh, my uh -oh. phone exploded last night. 
and oh my God. it was supposed to be it was supposed to be delivered this afternoon. And for the second time, the UPS driver and I'm sitting two foot from my front door all day waiting on this phone, as you can imagine, right? Yeah. Because uh, I literally got my phone taped together. Have you ever had the bottom of your phone split? Mm, I know, but I I understand. And well, he 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 claimed that he attempted to make a delivery. So I'm sitting here Uh-oh. polishing my gun, waiting on him. Oh my. Oh, my. Well, she mm-hmm. she is from she is from that state where uh, uh, a lot of um, Native Americans oh, call home Oklahoma, um, and you know. Yes, sir. I, uh... and you... <laughs> so, yes, sir. And you guys well, mentioned you, you mentioned earlier that there were shows going on, and you wanted to hear about them. Uh, yes, ma'am. BCW, BCW is has got Santana uh, coming in, and several. Uh, 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 Ma, Melissa Gordy and I can't remember all the names but we've got a uh, show right here in Guthrie, Oklahoma uh, Saturday night uh, mm-hmm. uh, do- doors open at 6 o'clock wow. excellent excellent, excellent news on that um, now I'll, I'll tell you Victoria I am out of Illinois uh, our late Steve Kane was out of Li- Illinois Sin's out of Illinois and our, our dear Katie she's our our, our uh, she she'll Canadian. be the one to tell you what what yeah she'll be the one to tell you what that's all about she's up in Canada, um, but we yeah. literally have listeners from all across the globe, and it's very important to us to have women's wrestling legends on. Um, in in our some of our earlier programs, we were joined by Moondog Fifi, the late uh, Diane von Hoffman, and I good friend bless, of mine. Bless the heart very of the little girl. Oh, Diane. Uh, Diane was pretty much a regular around here. She was much loved. Anytime she was on our airspace, she was given time. She was allowed to talk about whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted, however she wanted. And I'll yeah, never forget. Very her. nice. I miss her. Yeah. I'll never forget the first night she was on. I believe she was on with a young lady by the name of Priscilla Kelly, and uh, Diane got on yeah. and just railroaded that poor girl. Oh, that poor, oh, yeah. Priscilla. She, oh, gosh. Oh, it's got verbal. Di- Diane was, oh. <laughs> yeah, Diane, Diane was definitely a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Yeah. I don't, um, I, I, I don't even think there was any provocation. She just went off. <laughs> oh, um, it, did, it doesn't take much. No. <laughs> or it didn't take much. You know, and and the thing with us in women's wrestling, we're going to tell some stories here tonight. Katie will uh, be talking to you about one subject with a promoter that we had on um, once and his oh. foul comments about women's oh. wrestling. Um, I put it this way. I, it, 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 no, to, what he said, I just uh-huh. I had to mute my I had to mute myself because if I didn't mute myself, I was going to tell him all about himself, and we. At, there are times when we do try and be professional, and at that time it, we were more professional. We're more laid back now. We're not as stringent as we used to be. But I, I mean, I got the stories. It was a guy out of Wisconsin that had been promoting events, okay. and, and we'll get into this discussion right. with you here. We're just kind of giving, <laughs> getting a feel for everybody here. Um, I have been doing this 20 years <laughs> since been like doing he, it. Yeah. 
She's like me. Tell um, me now. <laughs> Finn's, Finn's been doing it almost 30. Our beloved old man was yeah. around for about 30 years before he passed. He was a referee and my uh, yeah. co-booker and promoter. And then um, Katie's always kind of been our fans' perspective. And, again, this is our yeah. nine-year anniversary doing, doing the program. We've had Lilani Kai on. Um, I mean, yeah. a who's who. Ah, of, my of, girl. Of, of, I love Lilani. Not only oh, Leilani, wrestling, but go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, Leilani, now right there, you're talking about a legend. Absolutely. Oh, I was I was entirely overly honored to speak with that lady. I really was. She was great. She, I loved it. Yeah, a easy interview. They don't come any easy. sweeter than her. Yeah. She's nope. yeah, sweet. Yeah, she was a sweetheart. She, she, she yeah, very much love to have her back. <laughs> very much was and I mean it's not even just about the women wrestlers I remember uh, right before Ox Baker died he got really sick but he had the audacity to have his agent to tell us to tell uh, his agent to get us on the phone and he called in from his hotel room uh, or not yep. hotel wow. room hospital room um, because he wanted yep. to let the fans know that he was okay so this is a program that has been endorsed by the likes of a Bill After a B. Brian Blair um, people that are no longer with us, like Roadway or Animal, people. I mean, this thing has been going on, and it 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 becomes a. Um, I think for for not only just as a promoter and somebody that's been in the business, I've gone out here and done some of these interviews myself, and it is very yeah. easy to do with somebody that knows what they're talking about. Um, when you, when you right. have twenty million marks that are running podcasts that don't know the first thing what they're talking about. We now understand why some some of these legends and even some of the newer talents of, of the last decade or two don't want to do these interviews because they've done so many of them that have been bad yep. by in, uneducated yeah. people about the business that it just it puts a bad taste in our mouth. But we are we are pleased to say oh. that Monday night we had uh, Kalisto on. He was released from WWE within the last couple of years. Good friend of Steve Kane's. That man gave us one hell of an interview, and he said, "Anytime you guys want me back." We'd love to, I'd love to come back. He says, the thing about you guys is you understand the business. You understand the way it works, the way it worked back in the day, the way it works now, the way it needs to grow and flourish. Um, so yep. I, it, it, I've been very thankful for that. Uh, not only, um, you know, um, Princess Victoria, you, you wrestled probably for a lot of women's uh, promotions. In, in the time that I promoted, I was thankful to have the NWA World Women's title defended in my company. Um, now, a lot of people say, well, that's not a big deal. It is to me. Um, you go back and look at some of the women that well, helped you know, that you know that uh, You know that the first tag team, world tag team belt that I held was with the NWA with Sabrina. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that I believe yeah. that was in, I believe that was in late '82, early '83. No, it, it had to be in '82, because so Velvet we, and I had the belt a little over a year. Yeah, it was with, with me and Sabrina uh, in Louisiana, working for Bill oh, Watts. Hold on, my princess, just a second. Sean, were you even born? No, I was yeah. even dream in my father's no, eye at that point. No, he's turning 32. <laughs> He's turning he thirty-two in November. He he wasn't yeah. even a gleam in his mama's eye yet. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't that single in his father's bag. Nope, not yet. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Yep, that's right. That's right. 
See? Oh. <laughs> that's, how, that's how laid back we are. Um, well, I, I told him the other day that I had, t- he said, uh, you probably got boots older than me. I said, I've got t-shirts older than you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were saying that last night, actually. <laughs> Honey, I got, I got, I, exactly. I got, I got a pair of jeans that are older than him, okay? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. These youngins, you know? Yes. He's our boy. Uh, He's our baby boy. <laughs> now, Katie, this is interesting because where she won the uh, NWA Women's Tag Team Championship was actually in Calgary. Oh, Good old very, Bret very Hart cool. territory. Yeah, Stu Hart territory, you mean. Well. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, believe, I believe it was in uh, Bill Watts territory in Louisiana. Oh, shit. In fact, um, I think it was at the Dome. I mean, oh, okay. I could be wrong. You know, with as many no, chair no, shots as the... I've taken to the head. Hey. Absolutely. A, I, t- I tell everybody I know. The, the same thing. Um, so we're going to go back and talk about your history, kind of um, what you're, – you're, uh, you've gone into it on some of Dark Side of the Ring, and, and look, we love that program, but uh, when you have mm-hmm. an announcer – and a legend, the likes of Jim Ross, that say that he won't be a part of that program anymore because he he believes they edited the footage to fit their narrative and didn't give yep. the complete Absolutely. story. They, they may have with him, but what I've watched that, and I've actually done a second show with them. There's a new show coming out called The Territories. It just started yesterday. Uh-huh. And, yes. uh me, me, and Bushwhacker Luke Williams and the Grappler are uh, in one of the portions on the on the uh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, the session they did with me on Mula, they didn't edit anything on me. Okay, that's that's good to know. Including me yelling good. at my dog. You know <laughs> what you what you what you saw. Oh, and what you heard me say was exactly what I said and exactly how I meant it. They didn't drop yeah. pieces together and get it to fit their narrative for me. Right. I mean, they they told the story straight out and true where I was concerned. And and, and that's the good thing. It's We, we don't mean to speculate. Like I said, it's just, um, you know, Jim Ross is, not that that's that's a guy I'd want on my side. We we have never had him on mm-hmm. this program. I go I go out of my way to get him here. Um yeah. now you trained with Sandy Barr and and Fabulous Mula. Who did you tra- start training with first? Was you were starting to train with well, Sandy, number one, I believe. No, no, number one number one, let's get this straight. Mula never trained me. Okay. I oh. never stepped into the ring with her for training. I had already been on the road for over a year with Velvet when I got to Moolah's. But who trained me was Sandy Barr. Yeah. And uh, in his training, as a lot of these youngins here now don't get, uh, you, you didn't train one day a week. You trained twice a day, seven days a week for two hours each session at the week. <laughs> And they're, and they're, and oh, that's just the training. We're not talking about the warm up that Sandy had Velvet and I do running five miles, run, doing the jog, walk, run, walk, or jog, walk, 
uh, five miles in the morning before we went to morning train. And uh, the rings that, uh, the, in, at the Chautauqua Sports Arena, there was a garbage can on each side of the ring. And it wasn't if you were going to throw up. It was when uh-huh. you were going to throw up and if you were going to hit the bucket. That's, that's, that's the way that, that that's, that's what I was thinking. Training that those used to be. Be. But yeah, that's what I was just thinking that that's bucket's got to be for puking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. by the, and, and Sandy actually tricked me into training. I had been going to the matches and I was working at a uh, Denny's restaurant over on 23rd and Birdside in Portland and I had a little disagreement with the district manager and basically told him where he could shove his, uh, his tray. And when I went to the matches that night, I asked Sandy for a job. I ended up, I ended up working with Sandy, I, you know, breaking down the ring, setting up this flea market, uh, doing concessions during the wrestling matches. Um, and then one day he came to me and he said, look, Vicky. I don't know if you know it, but I run a wrestling school. I said, yeah, okay. He said, well, I've got this girl here that wants to train, but I can't have her training with these guys. I need I need a female body there. And I had never even thought about becoming a wrestler. I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a dyed-in-the-wool fan. Um, before I started working for Sandy, I, I was there every Saturday night, and there was one time I took a vacation for a week, I uh, got a paid vacation, and I went to seven matches in seven days. Uh, oh, nice. But anyway, I, I, get, I get there. I tell him, I said, all right. I'll, he, said, he said, I need a body, you know, and I'll pay you to do it. Uh, can you, you know, can you come down to the ring in the morning? I said, sure. Well, about, I don't know if it was two or three weeks later, but uh, – Maybe a little longer than that. I know the girl had quit, but I was still training. And amazingly, he didn't want her training with the guys, but I was training with the guys. And basically, I got Sandy tricked me into wrestling. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, once, once I took. There was something about it, you know. Once I started training, I was hooked. That was yeah. it. This is what I was going to do. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. then, if you were going to the matches, and you were always a fan or had 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 some kind of introduction to wrestling prior to going to oh, the matches, used, in order. From the time I was a baby, in a in a stroller on Saturdays at Grandpa and Grandma's. On Saturdays, we watched wrestling. Cool. I've, I've, I've been a fan since I can't remember being a fan. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, I've still got the 8x10 uh, glossy that Jimmy Snooka signed for me when I was nine oh, years no. old. Oh, very When nice. I went to my first match. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should, The funny thing is, uh, let's see, nine, say... 12, 13 years later, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're working for uh, 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 Vince McMahon Sr., and we're flying wow. over to California 
from New York, and somehow my seat was right next to Jimmy, and I turned right back into that nine-year-old little girl. I couldn't of course. talk. All I could do was stutter. And, and <laughs> I, oh, honey, my I idol was you. sitting right beside me. I am. I I understand you, okay. I like. I I wasn't nine years old or anything. I, it, it was only like it was about three three years ago. I met Ricky Steamboat, and I'm in my forties. And yeah, I turned into a little girl. And I, right. I the boys, right. the boys. I'm just, I, I, you, you, I'm just like you, you. You do you know who you are? Day, 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 day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, 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 yeah. Do you know who you are? <laughs> yeah, you could you couldn't form a two syllable word, could you? Okay. No, that was, that was like I was like uh, uh, you, you, you made my life, <laughs> right, right, yeah. and, right. And then and then later on, later on at at the venue, um, they were they allowed you to get in the ring with Jimmy, excuse me, not Jimmy, with Ricky, and wear his uh his Hall of Fame ring. So I have a picture. Oh of me wow! Wearing yeah, wearing wearing his ring. <laughs> and I love wow. Victoria, you got a picture of that? I hope. Yeah, I yeah of course. I looked up at him, and I said, and just like it was an engagement ring, and I looked up in his eyes, and I, and I said, it's so beautiful, Ricky. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't talking about the ring, were you? The boys, the boys joke. The boys joke when I go when I go to meet wrestlers that the security is going to be called, especially with Rosemary, because I love Rosemary from Impact. And they said, yeah, security's going to be called. So I said to Rosemary, I go, are you going to call security on me? She goes, nah, doll, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. well, they love me. I, I, I'm, I'm good with them, you know? Right. <laughs> well, still, I'm, I'm 61 now. And there's times, and there's a couple there's a couple of these venues I've been to that they have yeah. turned me right back into that fan. Um, mm-hmm. I was in, I was up in Indiana uh, working for, uh, uh, Selling books at Pondo's all girls show. Okay. We just had and, him on last night. And, what yes, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, P- Pondo's awesome. That's, he that's is. I want. Yeah, he's my sweetheart. Let me tell you what. I watched him. He's trained some of these girls, and I watched uh-huh. him for two days about how he talked to these girls and how he <laughs> trained them and how he talked to them about how to represent themselves. And yeah. it sounded like Sandy Barr talking. I mean, he was daddy. Oh, right. And and he had an all-girl wrestling show. And by all-girl, I mean photographers, referee, announcer, uh, 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 commentators, uh, uh, yeah. lighting crew. It was yeah, all women. I was thinking about it back then. It, female referees weren't a thing. They weren't really a thing. Oh no! This isn't back then. Yeah. This was just uh, oh, okay. this was okay. just All in right. uh, this was just in <laughs> April of this year. Well, pardon and me. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he he didn't say anything about the all girl shows he's running now. No. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Well, yeah. uh, there were there were four particular matches that I watched with the women that he had that he had on this venue. And four matches, I was I was right back into being that fan again. I mean, I'm going, yeah, well, hurt. <laughs> you know, um, 
and and the girls that he had were just absolutely awesome and they they had real clothes on uh they had real real wrestling attire on you know no yeah. dna show and they wrestled they didn't do all this you know crap this bouncy 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 crap they did old school wrestling good and i i i am very proud to say that you know to put it out there about his shows because I, I I was I was just amazed because you don't see the old school that much anymore, especially with women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, you don't. And, no, you wouldn't. Right. Well, this was, I mean, there was the psychology. There was fan interaction. Uh, there was matches and, and uh, Mickey, what is her name? Mickey. Mickey Knuckles. Mickey Knuckles. There you go. There you go. Oh, my God. That woman had me glued to that that ring. There was nobody in the the arena besides what I was watching in that ring. That is one hell of a female wrestler right there. She's worked for me, and I met her when I was 14, and I love that woman to death. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. I, well, I was. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I was blessed enough to go out to dinner with her and spend some time with her, you know, because Pondo, Pondo did the same thing Sandy used to do. After the matches are over, after the arena was cleaned up, took us to a restaurant and fed us dinner. Right on. And yeah, well, it, he he's doing the family thing, mm-hmm. which a, a lot of these a lot of these kids anymore. I mean, back in my day, wrestlers were family. Yeah, yep. you might get mad at this guy or mad at this girl. You know, we were a dysfunctional family. But if that person that you were mad at got into a bind and there was a phone call made, you were there. That's right. You know, um, when, when we used to, uh, when the girls used to come to New York, uh, Don Morocco, Office Sika, and Piper. It, oh. When us girls came up there, they knew that we didn't know where the motels were, where the venue was. Mm-hmm. One of the four or two of them, Office and Sika, would make sure that we were on their tail end, going to the venue, going to the motel. We didn't travel long distance by ourselves. We were in a convoy. You know, Good. we took care of each other back in that day. Yeah. And and that's something I don't see today, and I, I really feel sorry for a lot of these kids today that are in wrestling that are not experiencing what I did in back in my day. Yeah, it's a different time. You're yeah. right. It is. A different yeah, time. And, and it's a shame because yeah. back then it wasn't. Oh, I've got to get my this in and my that in, and oh, I'm not. I'm not other than Hogan. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go down for him. You know, it was nobody cared who won or lost. It was whether that fan walked out the door, you know, feeling good about that 5 or $10 that they had spent or $50 because they brought the whole damn family. You know, it. we were more interested in satisfying the fans than satisfying our egos. Right. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the what, important that's thing. That's what it's about. 
that's what wrestling is right. about. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I cannot, I cannot mention, I cannot even think of a territory where us girls went, where me and Velvet, you know, it could have been Judy and Leilani or Joyce and Wendy, where we went that we weren't taken care of and treated like queens. Good. You know, and and God forbid if we were having a problem, say, after the matches, we went to the bar and some guy was giving us a hassle, just turn around and don't look because, you know, there's going to be the cops and an ambulance call. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, huh? Well, yeah. Well, what, whether it be you by your hand or somebody you know, else's hand. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I, the guys always knew with, with us girls that, you know, I'm talking about Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, uh, Wendy Richter, uh, Peggy Lee yeah. Leather, me and Velvet. They didn't just jump in. If we gave them a high sign, we'd try to handle our own business. But if we gave them a high sign, um, boom. And it wasn't one of the guys. It was two, three, or four of the guys. In fact, yeah. there was one night I had I, I was uh, road mama, and I had the car full with Peggy Lee Leather, uh, Beauty Martin, and Velvet. And we were headed towards the motel Solomon Piper in Morocco. And Piper takes a left in the motel. I guess I didn't look good. I went to follow him in, and I took this guy's car out from his uh, just behind his driver's door, all the way down yeah. past the past the Okay. And of course, I handed the girls everything. I said, "Take the bags, get out of here. This is on me." And I got out of the car, and I was apologizing to the guy. And all of a sudden, I hear. Brother, where did you come from? How fast were you flying? Have you been drinking? Well, but, brother, you need to get out of here because I, I, I've already called the cops, and it, it was Roddy Piper. This guy, now, I had taken I had a Chevy Malibu station wagon, and it was an 82. It was basically a tank. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the fiberglass of today. Now, like I said, I took out the passenger back door all the way down to the quarter panel, panel and his uh, taillight was hanging. Just shy, once Piper says, you know, brother, you, if you, you've been drinking? And the guy goes, well, yeah. He said, brother, you need to get the hell out of here. I already called the cops. This yeah. guy jumps in his car with no less than $5,000 worth of damage. Now, I had to replace my headlight. That's the only thing that happened to my car. And as Piper's walking about, walking across the street, he throws his hand up and goes, seven wrecks and still standing. <laughs> but but he, he, con- he conned that guy into believing that, you know, it was his fault and he was going to jail. <laughs> I hope the guy wasn't married. Because can you imagine when his wife came out and looked at the car the next morning? He dead. <laughs> dead, yeah. Yeah, no divorce. Make sure you're the beneficiary. 
dead man walking. <laughs> dead. Better than dead. But anyway, that's the, that's the way the guys took care of us girls. Oh, that's like if I was going out, the boys from Garen's hockey team, my husband's hockey team, would take, take care of me. You couldn't get near me without one of them coming over, putting their arm around me, saying, I've got a problem with my brother's wife. No, right. Well, then why, why are you being right. so close? To, why are you being so close to her? Why are you talking at her the way you are? You know, right. what's, what's the problem? What's the problem here? Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I that's, that's about right. And I, I'd go home and the next morning. I'd be, I'd look at him. I'd be like, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> right? You can't go anywhere. No, I was down in Florida I mean, one it's time. Not, it's it's and, not wrestling. I understand hockey's not wrestling, but there is a brotherhood. Oh, it's always. But when it comes to the girls, when it comes to the girls, you take care of the girls. It's the hockey wives. You take care of the hockey wives. It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. I, the same, same I used to love hockey. I used to walk. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you. Um, Quaid, the last name of Quaid comes to mind for some reason. Yeah. And the red-headed twin. Mm-hmm. Back in the eighties, I yeah. used I hockey. Yeah, I loved hockey back in the day. Oh, and yeah, and, and I used to sit there and watch the interviews. Mm-hmm. Hockey and wrestling are close, 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 close cousins. It's just a different style. Yeah, um, well, the only the only the only between between hockey and wrestling is hockey's on 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 the bladed. Uh, Shoes, okay. We got knives on our shoes, and we're on yep. ice. <laughs> yep, and 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 you got a big stick you can high stick with. <laughs> yeah, yep. check them. Well, I've actually wrestled in arenas, in hockey arenas where they still have yeah. the ice. Yeah, yeah, that that was a witch spot. Yeah, <laughs> they do that. They, yeah, they do that here for uh, when we still had uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Police still had their own building before we moved. A lot of wrestling was done there. A lot of wrestling is done in the new venue, but Maple Leaf Gardens was where it was at for wrestling in Toronto. Maple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's Maple Leaf in uh, BC. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, uh, Victoria, the island of Victoria. Yeah. We wrestled in the hockey arena there. Okay. Okay. I'm not surprised. I'm, no. I'm not from Victoria, but I know I know what you're talking about. Uh, the big island with all the flowers on it. Yeah, yeah. I lived, I lived, in, I lived, um, I lived in BC for a little while. We weren't far from Vancouver Island, and yeah, I've been to Victoria Island as a kid. And yeah, the gardens. Oh, yeah. are meant. The gardens are. Just yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> now, that was one thing. Uh, Taco did book us there. You know, in the spring when everything was blooming. Yeah. That that place was beautiful. Oh yeah, it was just gorgeous. And they, yeah, the gardens, immense meaning huge. Just you walk on and on and on, and there's nothing but flowers, and it's just gorgeous. That's what I well, I I, I I love taking the ferry over there because of the clown chowder on the ferry. Oh, oh, the that big chunk, nice. those big chunks of clam. And it oh, wasn't I, I New England clam chowder. It was uh, what is it uh, called? The red chowder. I'm not sure. I haven't had it. I'll be honest. I think it's New. Br- no, it's not good. It's, yeah. Oh, it was. It's it's not the cream. It's more. 
it's a it's on the tomato side and it's spicy and the chunks of clams would be like the size oh. of your thumb from your top knuckle to the end of your uh uh uh, uh fingernail. That's big. That's I'm big. Yeah. 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 I'm looking it, at my and thumb good. right now. <laughs> I'm looking at my thumb and I'm thinking right? wow. And that, thinking that's and amazing. thinking about the taste of the fresh mm-hmm. fresh clams, right? Yeah, so having clams any way I can get them, even if you just give them to me to open and dip in butter and, and water. It's water, butter, but it's water, vinegar, and then butter. But, yeah, right. I'll eat clams all freaking day. Oh, like yeah. Popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I can't it's eat like popcorn. popcorn that gets under my dentures. Oh, yeah, I, I hate popcorn. Uh, you're, you're finding husks in, in between your teeth like a, a week later. It's just... Fuck off. <laughs> try, try, wait wait until you get dentures and try to eat popcorn. They get oh, up, got, under, and in between. Yeah. I've got partials, and it, yeah, I, I, yeah, I take, I, I'll tell you. You get I, it. I take my teeth out. I take my teeth out when I eat. It drives me crazy. Well, oh, me too. Me too. Oh, the yeah. doctor told, that dentist told me, well, you can, you can't eat. You know, you got you got to wait. The day I got my dentures, he said you need to wait about four or five weeks before you eat anything chewy. I said, uh huh. The day I got my dentures, I went home and fried and uh, put some ribeyes on the grill, some nice thick ribeyes. And when I went back about three days later, I said I've already had a ribeye. <laughs> oh, oh damn, damn. Oh but, yeah, I went. I went six months. Yeah. Well, see, they were pulling my teeth for six months, and I couldn't eat solid food. And yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, a good ribeye or barbecue chicken on the grill done right. Yeah. You know that that's right, right. That's it. (laughs) So. (laughs) I love this woman. (laughs) I do too. All right, guys. Oh yeah. We are gonna. I love you. You're gonna take some break. Yes, I am because oh, I need I to reform. Uh, I need to reformat and kind of refocus. Oh shit! Okay. Um, yeah, we did. Uh, we did kind of do a left turn quad there, didn't we? I had another situation I was dealing with in Messenger about some business that I've got some things to do with, and it kind of just sidelined me for a couple yeah, seconds. And, and I apologize for that. Yeah, and uh, you're not allowed to use. Hold on, and you're not supposed to be using Messenger while you're on air. Bad, 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 Jonathan. You're, you bad. are restricted from your phone for a week. Uh oh. Get nothing. All right. Well, we will be talking much more to Princess Victoria in hour two. I will be uh, I will be doing all of my questions and all of that. Um, but I was just enjoying sitting here listening too. I mean, I I, I was actively listening and just okay, the, the information uh, that has been gathered so far has been great. Folks, don't go anywhere. We are going to come back with hour two of night three of the nine year anniversary celebration of Wrestling Authority Radio. We will be back right after this.
We got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlings. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps that our weekly show is behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, here. Hey guys, this is former WCW wrestler Glacier, and uh, you listen to BWR Slam. Make sure you tune in every week before blood runs cold on you. All right, and we are back, and this is hour two of Wrestling Authority Radio's three-night, yeah. nine-year anniversary celebration. We will be rejoined momentarily by Princess Victoria. It has been an amazing anniversary, nine years. Couldn't couldn't ask for it to be any better. I wish that Finn was able to join us here tonight, but um, I know he will go back and listen to this archive. And I know uh, hopefully uh, Miss Princess Victoria will grace us with her presence again when Finn can make it. And without any further ado, ladies and and gentlemen, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the program women's wrestling legend Princess Victoria. I guess I owe you another $20 bill. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no. 
I know. I like. Oh, he put me over like a million dollars. I like money. I I, I like money. (laughs) Steve Mongo McMichael didn't call me one of the greatest announcers on the independents before he got sick for nothing. Um, Right. (laughs) Now you know I I've been listening to everything that you're saying have been saying and like I said I was I was not completely sidetracked but. I want to bring up the, uh, the the situation that we started to talk to you about when we started Uh-oh. this program. That um, we had a gentleman on because we do a thing here. We're oh, on every other Thursday. Um, we've alternated the shows. We used to do two shows a week, and it's just, it's just hard with the uh, amount of time that there is in a day to be able to do that. So we alternate yeah. uh, weeks. We'll do the review show every other week and then live interview show for two weeks. Um, but back in the day, we were doing them every Wednesday night was our interview show. And we we do a concept called Ladies Night be with the women's wrestlers. And we had a male promoter called in to put over his event for that weekend. They proceeded oh, to say oh, that, he, that he looked at women's wrestling as a sideshow attraction and Katie lost her and, mind. And what the man said was women are a novelty. I had to mute myself. (laughs) You better thank the good Lord I was on there because you'd have had to uh, take the children and take them out in the backyard so they couldn't hear me. (laughs) Who was this idiot? Oh, it was bad. It was bad. I am going to message you his name because I don't want to create any more um, drama, but I will Uh, will gladly give it to you. Oh, no drama. No drama. No I'll drama. just put him to sleep in about two second in about two seconds, and uh, then he can tell me I'm a novelty. <laughs> hey, I, I, I had I had an I had an issue with a person that was about 275 pounds here in the last year, and uh, 275 pounds and about six foot tall, and very okay. young. Okay. She was asleep in about twenty seconds. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't punch her. I didn't do anything. I put her to sleep. Yep. So <laughs> you know, and I'm six now understand I'm sixty one years old and I have really serious skeletal problems thanks to the broken neck that I got and no okay. medical attention. Thank you, Vinnie Mac. And Mula, um, oh. and uh, there there are times that I am housebound where I can't get my car and drive because I can't I can't do okay. anything but look forward. I can't turn my head to the left or right, but I still oh, put damn. that I still put that child to sleep in 20 seconds. And this is a child that slammed the 85 pound hay bat, bales of hay one in each arm. <laughs> so you know, I would love to meet this guy. You know, five minutes in a room, no consequences. Yeah, I and, I, I, and, I, and, and uh, is this guy still promoting? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, sounds like a road trip to me. She's as big a shit disturber as I am. Well, just 
just make sure that you've got your credit cards ready for me. Oh yes, ma'am. And and, and yeah, yeah, because I'll probably need bailed out of jail. Yeah, I was going to say that bail money. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, I'd, I'd, that, that's the whole thing. The whole thing. I, yeah, we we both need bill money because I'd be beside you helping you out. <laughs> uh, I may be little. I I may be little, but I can go. <laughs> that's right. Hey, the worst yeah. whooping I ever got, and this was I was in uh, high. Uh, I was fourteen, stood five foot nine at the time, and oh. weighed about one hundred and sixty five pounds, and okay. I was dating Pam Zirkle's brother. Right. Well, I made the mistake at thirteen, fourteen, of cheating on Pam Zirkle's brother. Oh, Pam Zirkle was about four foot nine, and maybe seventy-five, eighty pounds, soaking wet. Yep, yep. And this was back in the day. We didn't shoot each other or carry knives or anything like that. No, you just went. No. You, you went down to either the baseball field or you know the concrete playground. You, you. Yep. You did your thing, you shook hands, and, you know, it was over. Yep, well, exactly. before I knew it, this little thing ran up one side of me, tap danced on my head, ran down the other side, and I was sitting on the ground. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'd rather take on, you know, six foot two, 350 pounds than I would one of you little ones because you move That's- too damn fast. Yeah, we move fast and, and we're too aggressive and we're too vicious. Um, that's right. like a friend of mine. A friend of mine worked worked in a shelter, an animal shelter, and she's worked with all different kinds of dogs, like Rottweilers, pit bulls, you name it, right? And she's yeah. been, she's been bitten. And of course, she's been bitten, right? But one yeah, one day she came one day she came home and she had had her inner thigh was all stitched up. The, the inner side of her, uh, like the underside, inner side of her arm, you know, you know, the part right, like, right by your armpit. The yeah, that, 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 that yeah. Flabby, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And got got her there and her hand. And you know what? It was a tiniest little Jack Russell you ever did see. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, if you look, if you look up, uh, what dog has. Uh, is responsible for the most injuries in the United States in any one year, a yep. chihuahua would be right up at the top. Oh, God. Yeah. The smaller the dog, the bigger the bigger the bark. Well, we yeah, and, and, yeah, and nobody thinks yeah. that, that, little dog can, that little dog can do any damage. But if you begin to account, what would you rather have biting on you, something with damn piranha-sharp teeth? Or a regular dog who's ground them down chewing on bones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hear you. I have to. I have got to myself. So, um, if you, you know, we know you want to get your hands on this promoter, and I've sent you his name, his company name, and and roughly the area that the oh, he is out of. You, you feel asked. free to name that. <laughs> I'm, I won't name it myself. Seriously. Did you, did you I, how, 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 yeah. about, how about I call you guys and leave the phone laying down on a chair when I get there? <laughs> and you, I'm, I'm and, and, and you can just go go to a live shot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Live, uh, for your pleasure. yeah. live for your pleasure, folks. <laughs> I mean, it is. Right? I have uh, I've always... Um, 
booked women's wrestling. I built into women's wrestling. I believe it's it, it's got a part. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it it takes a special kind of woman that is willing to get in the ring and and to put her body on the line. I mean, I, I don't care what anybody right. says. If, if you're a woman that's getting in that ring, you, you, you know, everybody has joked with me and, and asked, why don't you have your tattoo yet? And I said, because my first tattoo and maybe my only tattoo would say certified crazy, and that's not just a joke. You have uh, that's Jim right. Cornette that, Jim Cornette said yeah. it best. You're either crazy and you get in the wrestling business, or by the time you try to leave the wrestling business, you will be crazy. Oh, right. Well, I was crazy. I was crazy getting into it, and I was even crazier when I tried to get out. And but wrestling's like the mafia. You know, once you're in, or at least with my age group, my my era of wrestlers. Yeah. Once you get in. You don't ever truly leave. Um, I dropped out when uh, when Moolah and Vinny did to me what they did. Uh, it broke my heart. And I disappeared from, I mean, I just dropped off the radar for 30 years. Well, the Shit. first place I go, the very first place I go when I start raising my head out of the swamp was Gulf Coast uh, Wrestling Reunion. I didn't even get in the door to get my name tag before Ronnie Garvin comes up to me. And he says, where the hell have you been? I said, I, I, I took a walk. I dropped off the radar. He said, try it again, and we're going to send the dogs out after you. That oh, was yeah. the Uh-oh. first 30 seconds that I was back in with my family. Wow. Ronnie hadn't seen me in 30 years, and, I, you know, I've still got a waist under under all this somewhere. But yeah. he hadn't seen me in 30 years, but he spotted me before I could even get five foot in the door to get to the table to get my name tag. Uh, that's that's like when I, was, when I was on the streets downtown in Toronto, and I, like, okay, and it wasn't no 30 years, but I disappeared for three weeks. And when I came right. back... When I came back, a guy I've known since I was six years old picked me up and, and picked me up with one hand right. and put, put right. me into a wall. Pushed me into a wall and says, "Don't you ever do that again." Don't you? Oh, and I'm sure he wasn't again. gentle either. No, he was a big boy, big boy. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll, and, I'll and tell you was, what. I I was, I was yeah. gone for thirty years, and I can I can I can tell you that it doesn't matter where I went the first year I was back. Where have you been? Yep. Where yep. are you living? What are you doing? What's your phone number? Don't try uh-huh. it again, Princess. Well, and, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I'm here in Oklahoma and I'm working with BCW and Tommy. And I, I'm back in again at 61 years old. Now, yeah. now understand, I, I know I'm 61 and I know I've put on a few pounds. So you will not be seeing me in a bathing suit in the ring. No. But I am involved in wrestling again and, and helping some promotions and so on and so forth. Cool. That's great. And I've got a show. I can't remember where it is, but I've got a show coming up uh, in February that I'm going to be at. Where who yeah. was it? That, somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tommy Pantera. Pantera. 
no, yeah, well, in yeah. Oklahoma. I'm, I, he he's got me working for him now. Oh wow! Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be a booker. <laughs> Look out, boys! Here she comes. <laughs> oh my! Oh, here uh, she comes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine what's gonna happen when one of them, when I walk in the dressing room and they're going, well. I got to do my this, my that, the and the other thing, and I got to have these three things in and these five things in, and they sit there for two hours and talk about a match. Uh, that is, you, that is can, something. Can you hear the lecture now? Oh, oh I can, man. I, I certainly can, and, and this is the thing. I have worked a lot of matches in my career, I, I mean, and, and managing and everything else. Most people that are being trained – in this day and age, you're not being trained the right way. Um, the, the prime example of this we talked about with my trainer, who is also a host on this program, is that guys and girls now, instead of putting their arm over the top rope, as tradition would be, they are grabbing that middle rope. Well, what the hell happens when you go to grab that middle rope and it ain't there? you going out on you, your you, Exactly. You go head first out of the ring and make a damn fool of yourself. Correct. You and know, I mean... It, is, it has gotten to the point in my 20 years that when I first started, I, I knew wrestling was going through a shift, and, and I could see it. Um, but too many of these kids, we, we talk about this all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I, when I turned on AEW for the first time for my trainer and he saw the amount of super kicks in their program, he said, we just need to make a drinking game and, and, and take bets on how many super kicks are going to be in a two-hour program. And the thing that I learned. And how many wrestlers were going to do the super kick? That's correct. Um, You know, back 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 in my day, Velvet had the spinning cross body block. I had the you know cross body cross body block off the ropes. You didn't take somebody's finish. No. You know, no match was the same in that night. Well, and, 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 and yeah, you'll you'll see a hammerlock, a headlock, you know, flying mare, small package, and all that backdrop, you know, body slam. But the the there's certain specialties, and to me, that that kick should be a specialty. It should be. Yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was able able to deliver one of the best ones right after. Uh, I, I hope I'm get, saying this right. Chris Adams from Texas. Was the one that uh, I know who I know started. Chris. I I uh, yeah I know Chris. Um, he's the one that started that. The other thing that we've seen too yeah. often is we've got way too many guys. We've got way too much going on the outside, going to the outside of the ring. Um, you train. Yeah. You, you worked for this man. Bill Watts is the guy that walked into WCW and totally flipped that thing upside down and threw out the, uh, the using the top rope rule. Um. What was it like working under him? Because we've heard horror stories, and we've heard some people that actually liked working for the man. Well, Bill Watts never gave me any instructions on how I was to wrestle or what rope I was to use. And also, um, I got an injury uh, in uh, Thibodeau. I was wrestling Buddy Landell, Wendy Richter, and Lanny Papa was my, uh, my partner. And Good old Buddy Landell. Buddy, that's a name you don't hear a lot of anymore. I I love him. Um, he's, on my, he's on my 
He's on my Facebook. He wishes me happy birthday every year, personally. But you won't love, hear him I say him. you have not heard but Buddy Landell tell you happy birthday in over five Aww. years, sweetheart. He's dead. Yeah. Yes, no, ma'am. I'm he talking, died in the car wreck. No, I'm, I'm, I could have swore you said Lanny Poffo. No, I oh, said Randy Poffo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, not Randy, Lanny Popo. Yeah, yes. Yeah, we have talked to Lanny. We have talked to Lanny. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, okay, uh, yeah. I thought, I thought you said Buddy Landell. No, Lanny no, and I Landell are friends. Name, Buddy Landell is the name you don't hear enough about. Um, a really great it, talent. Unsung that a lot hero. Of, exactly. Um, somebody that, unsung hero. A very damn good wrestler with a hell of... <clears throat> If you watch, there's a match on YouTube, uh, the match where I got hurt, uh, me and just type in Princess Victoria, Buddy Landell, you'll find it. And you'll see where he gave me a plump forearm to the face. Uh, Wendy threw me into the rope. She dropped down. I jumped across. And as I'm coming across, Buddy gives me this, you know, forearm. And and he, he just... He had his back to me, but he was looking, and he turned around and, and made it so nonchalant that he didn't actually mean to do it. You know, it was a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, right. the man had style. But anyway, I got this, I got this injury where I got Bell palsy because when Buddy hit me, he hit me just right that it lifted my neck oh, up, and I got and what Bell palsy is is when you get the nerve trap between your second and third yep. vertebrae. Yep. And the right yep. side of my face had become paralyzed. Yeah, that's, well, that's, happened to, that's happened to two of my friends. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, not well, just like every other wrestler I've ever known, um, I was just like, you know, it was, all right, it'll fix itself. It's nothing. It doesn't hurt. You know, yeah. leave it alone. Well, about, we were in... Bill's territory. When I went to Bill's territory, it wasn't for two or three shows. It was usually somewhere between three weeks and a month. Yeah. Well, um, and that's the way the territory of uh, Sissy worked back then. You didn't go just, you weren't doing spot shows on the weekends. You were in a territory. If we got two days in a row off it, every three months when I was back working, that was Christmas. Oh wow! I you know, I, it's it's not like you know working once a month or twice a month. Out of 365 days a year, I guarantee you, I work 350. Shit. But anyway, I, I didn't get this. I didn't get this thing. You know, I didn't go to the doctor or anything because it's going to heal itself. You know, I'll turn my neck, right, pop my neck, and it'll, it'll be fine. Well, I was in the dressing room in Thibodeau, yeah. and I looked up in the mirror, and I noticed my right eye had started to sag. Oh, my shit. And, and yeah, right, exactly. And, and not a lot scares me, and not a lot makes me cry. Yeah. But tears just came when I saw it. And uh, oh, yeah. Magnum, TA, yeah. Magnum TA, a good friend of mine, Terry Allen, uh happened to walk in and he saw the tears in my eyes. He said, Princess, what's wrong? I said, nothing. He's, and this is the second time I've had a wrestler tell me this. He said, bullshit, what's wrong? Oh. And I turned around and I looked at him and I pointed to my eye. 
Well, everybody knew the right side of my face was paralyzed. The guys were kind enough to take me out to ribs and beer while the right side yeah, of my face uh, was paralyzed. Ever tried to uh, eat ribs with a paralyzed? No. It, it's quite messy. It can't be any better than freezing at the dentist, you know, trying to eat after that. Yeah, trying to, trying to drink water with your mouth frozen. Yeah, try that. There you go. <laughs> well, drinking beer, eating ribs, you know, yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. It's like going to the dentist and getting a Novocaine shot. So, anyways, Terry asked me what was wrong. I pointed to my face. He looked at me. He turned around, walked out the door. Next morning, I'm laying in the hotel room that Bill Watts had provided for us. Uh, And uh, my phone rings. And it's Bill. He said, you've got an appointment with such and such a doctor at such and such an address at such and such a time. Your choice yeah. is either you go see this doctor or you don't work tonight. Oh, I never saw a bill for that doctor. Okay. And I worked that night, and that doctor fixed my neck. This is when Good. they had the bags that you throw over the top of the door with water in them, and there's a chin okay. strap, and it lifted your neck up. I had to sit. Okay. He put he put me on a B12 complex. And I had to sit one hour a night with my back perfectly straight up against the door with this bag filled with water and the chin strap under. And it fixed my neck. It pulled it up so the nerve had room to pull out. But that's how Bill took care of us. And Bill would never, and he was the one promoter that would never send our money to Moolah. He always insisted on paying us girls in cash every wow. night. In person, in um, cash. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. like Sean and Steve have always taught me the second I see the white to your eyes is when you get paid. Well, and, well but I had, to, I had to learn Lula that lesson. Was... I had to learn that lesson after uh, having a backer run off with a majority of payroll one night, and I said I will never yeah. – um, do another event to where I don't have enough overture to where if that were to happen again, that I can't make payroll. I, I, I was yeah, in my that, early 20s that, didn't that point. Ha- that didn't happen. Well, no, you weren't born yet when that happened. That, that happened in Florida. I was oh, at the show that that happened too. Uh, that's when Dusty Rhodes pulled the whole crowd out, the entire crew out, after, oh, uh, uh, after he got the paychecks and I happened to open up my envelope, and there was $200 sitting there for four girls, and we had driven 1,021 miles from oh Alexandria to Alexandria, Louisiana, to Tampa, Florida, to make this show. The big screw yeah. in, in Florida. I'm sure you both heard about it. Yes, uh, um, that, that, would not, uh, that would not be... That would not be something uh, uh, wise to have done. And and the thing about it is this, um, driving that kind of far, and, and too many people do not understand this. Um, I'll, I'll share a quick little personal situation here with you, Victoria. Um, I worked a show yeah. last year that, that I paid about $250 worth of talent on. I had a guy, uh, it was up in the Chicago suburbs. I had a guy drive out of Springfield, Illinois area. And filmed the show for me, and was gonna, we were gonna the promoter and I were gonna sell the, 
a DVD and make profits. And um, I pay $250 worth of his talent. I do announcing on this event. I, I do some of the promotional work on it. Uh, Katie will tell you, if I work for a promotion, I go out of my way to make sure that they know that I'm there yeah. to help. Yeah. And I went to him at the end of the night and get to, he had a $20 payday for me. And I told the man, I said, I don't know that you want to bite the hand that feeds. And, uh, and, and then he proceeded to tell me, he goes, well, paydays aren't totally up to me. You're the promoter. Who are they up to? The promoter. Uh, that's what, that's what Dusty, that's what Dusty said to me. He said, Vicky, I'm just the booker. And I looked down at my hand with this money in my hand and I looked at him and I looked at the money and I looked at buddy, uh, uh, Dusty. And I said, don't call me. I'll call you. Well, come to find out that was a six digit gate that night. Well over a hundred thousand dollar gate. Nobody got, even the main event got $200 that night, and the promoter booked with the rest of it. It wasn't the booker, not Dusty. It was the promoter. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. I worked in in Florida one time. I I can say that. I worked in Florida one time. Now, was moving known to take? Cut uh, a cut of the girls' money. Then is that why Bill did that? He must have known that that was going on. Oh yeah, Mula stole us blind. Oh, yeah. Mula stole us blind. In fact, if oh, yeah. uh, if you get Judy Martin on the show, she's got proof, and she went to a lawyer with the proof because we all kept books as to what show we wrestled, what we got paid what our trans was, what Moolah's cut was. Well, uh, Judy, when she went back up to New York and she was, her and uh, Leilani were doing the Glamour Girls, uh, her and I I believe it was uh, Arnold Skolan were talking, and Judy got a hold of some of the checks that were sent to Moolah for her wrestling in New York. Oh my oh, God! Wow. Judy compared Judy compared the checks to what she had in her book, and basically uh-huh. what Moolah did is when a check was sent down there, if it was substantial, you know, say it was five hundred dollars, she'd right. say we made two hundred dollars. She'd say she she'd cash the check. Well, you never had to sign a check. She she signed your name on the check and put it oh. in her bank account. Oh, oh, and. Uh, and uh, Judy went to hire a lawyer because she had it dead to rights proof. And basically, $500 payday, you got $200. And then she took her fucking 30% out on top of that. On wow. Really? Charging, oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait for it. Wait for the final curtain. On top uh-huh. of that, she had these, you know, everybody talks about Moolah Hill, right? She had yeah. these damn army barracks that she had gotten from Fort Jackson. And she would put anywhere between two, three, and four girls in each one of these. And she oh, charged each girl each girl now. It didn't matter if it was one, two, or four. She charged each girl $300 a month, whether we were on the road or not. That's not right. 
Well, that was – and no, not Mula. That was Lillian Ellison. See, I separate I, – I, there's a separation with me where, where Lillian Ellison and Mula are concerned. Yeah. Lillian Ellison was a thieving, manipulating, conniving, no good bitch. Oh. But Moolah was one hell of a wrestler. Okay, and if it I'll wasn't for her, what? If, if, and if it wasn't for her, you know, from 1949 up until 82 years old. Going through and her and May and uh, 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 all of the women back then, and I can't name them all, and I, I'm I'm ashamed of that right now. Uh, uh, okay. uh, uh, Ann Casey, uh, uh, Cora Combs. We've if it wasn't for those women, and I put, you know, I, there would have been no place in the business for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean they. These women used to get shot at if they were if they were heels. Um, uh, not May Young. Who was it? That entree old back. Uh, that she actually got arrested for beating the hell out of a fan. Uh, one of the women had been uh, one of the women had been shot three times. Oh my God. Mhm. They had oh, a hard road to hold. I mean, it's, I, I've been in the ring when a guy came out of the crowd and attacked Wendy. Oh, shit. And, uh, oh, yeah, I had thrown her over the top rope. She was laying there, and the guy hit her in the wrong, the private place, and he had yeah. on a pair of cowboy boots. Oh. Well, I come over, and when I saw him coming, I flew over the top rope. Because you could tell, you know when a fan is going after a wrestler. Yeah. There's just a way they walk. There's a determination in their eyes. You know it. You see it coming. And I went off on the guy. And I told him straight up, I said, you got no business laying hands on her. It's my job to whoop her ass. You got no fan has any right to put their hands on a wrestler. No, because the only thing that wrestler is doing is doing their job. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, uh, yeah, security came in. That guy got arrested. Wendy went out on a stretcher. And it wasn't from what I did to her. It was from what he did to her. Oh, and I I was going after the guy behind, you know, as the security was taking him out because I wanted my chunk. Uh-huh. And Moolah's sitting there, you you, you need to case save, case save. I said, case save my ass. Yeah, all right. I wanted a chunk of that guy. They they wouldn't let me at him. <laughs> no, of course not. I hated that. I hated that growing up because I'm, I'm five foot one and a half and I'm really, I was really little. And the guys wouldn't let me fight. And some of the girls wouldn't let me fight, but they wouldn't let me fight because I was little. And one right. day I just said, I just said, fuck it. And I beat the shit out of this one girl. No, it wasn't a girl. It was a guy. And they just, okay. <laughs> I love you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They're like, and, and after that, they were just like, okay, she could take care of herself. It's all right. You know? So right. That's what you have well, to do. Uh, leading to another story, um, us girls, you know, talking about fighting. 
us girls were in the uh, Boys Club of America, Washington Bridge in New York, working for uh, Vince McMahon Sr. And we all four were in the same dressing room. There was a security guard posted out. And this thing was up in the frickin' rafters, you know, where nobody could see if somebody was coming in and out. And I tell this guy, I said, look, I said, look, I know you want to watch the match, but somebody needs to be at this door. Our, we have our wrestling equipment in here. We have our purses in here. We have our jewelry in here. I need you to stay by this door. Well, we yeah. go down to the match, come back up, and first thing you do when you come back in a dressing room is you check, you check your stuff. Well, the girls and myself, I lost $500 that night. Oh, Jesus. And and I once again, I was road mama. And as soon as I opened my wallet and saw it was clean, there was no princess. There was queen she dragon, and I was breathing fire. Oh, yeah. And I, told, I, I hollered out the door. I said, get that promoter up here and get his ass up here now. Well, instead Absolutely. of him coming up there, instead of him coming up there, he had me taken down to the basement with him. Oh, and no. The basement. Yeah, he was, his office was in the basement. Okay. And uh, so I go in there, and I'm, I'm talking to him, and I go to tell him, you know, and this is back in the 80s. And I go to tell him exactly how much we all knew exactly how much money we had. The girls lost yeah. their jewelry. I got lucky for some reason, you know. And I always tell people, if your gut starts turning and it's telling you to do something, do it. Yeah, yeah. I had put my jewelry in the toe of my shoe. Shoe. So I. That's a good idea. I I I lost five hundred in cash, but I didn't lose my jewelry. So I yeah. go down, and of course I'm fuming, and I'm trying to talk to this guy, and I tell him exactly, you know, Judy lost X, I lost $500, and his little blonde bimbo comes up. Number one, I don't believe anything was taken out of there, and if there was anything taken out of there, it wasn't any $500 out of your wallet. Oh, and I saw, and I saw, I saw black. I didn't see red. I saw black. The only thing I could see was this girl's face. Everything else was black. And oh, I shit. started walking to her. I started walking towards her. I said, "Number one, lady, you're calling me a liar." I said, "Number two, you're calling me a thief." I said, "And I don't <laughs> appreciate either one." And all of a sudden. As I'm walking forward, I come to an abrupt. I got Don Morocco on one arm, and actually, they, they literally had me, you know, they had their arm up under my arm. You can imagine. Uh, and Piper <laughs> under the other one. Oh, And Dickie. And Dickie. Dickie. Vicky, stop it, stop it, stop it. Damn it, this is mafia. I said, mafia, my ass. I said, let's get the machine guns and go to play. And Morocco, Morocco and Piper pulled me out, and I'm kicking and screaming and punching and fighting. 
and they took they took me and got me calmed down. Well, we got our money replaced by here, and Arnold made a phone call and let me know about four months later. He said we have canceled our contract with the Boys Club of America. Oh. We will not wrestle there again. Don't blame you. Well, see, that's the difference between Vincent McMahon Sr. and Vinnie Mac. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or, or is uh, you were must have been around when uh, Captain Lou was around. Uh, I, I, we've heard oh, stories of course of this. I was. Lou oh, would yeah. call him Vinnie Jr. and it would annoy the piss out of Vinnie Mac. Well, uh, I was around when Vinnie Mac had a neck smaller than mine. And mind you, I had a 13-inch net. Steroids my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched him following around behind Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper like a fucking schoolgirl. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, I if, if Piper had stopped it. up short, Vinnie Mac's head would have been up his butt. Oh, oh. not surprised. Um, not surprised. I, I love Piper. I love Piper. Oh, Roddy was Roddy was one of the best. I, there's several people that you know I count as brothers, and Roddy is one of them. Um, okay. Like I said, back in the day, we were family. We took care of each other. And, and what what they did, what Vinnie Mac and uh, Triple H did to Piper three weeks before he died. Yeah. I'll never forgive even I, one of them for I know. I don't even know. So. Uh, uh, don't, Piper know. was on was on his on his show, and okay. he he did it. He had some guy come on and do an impression. Of Triple H, yeah, you know, and it would, of course, it was an uh, Al Yankovic type impression. Right. Uh, okay. They shut his show down. They cut his money off three weeks oh. before he died. So, what do you think oh. caused his heart attack? Well, yeah. You know. Oh man. That, that, that's, that's uh, but they wanna they wanna be out here selling his action figures and still trying to profit off his image. And that's that's yeah, well that's, it's yeah. up to Kitty. It's up to Kitty. Well, see that's the problem. Is Vinnie Mac had those iron clad contracts. Luckily I never signed one. Correct. And I said I said more than once, you know, I'll give Vinnie Mac a thousand dollars for five minutes in a room. No consequences. <laughs> Doesn't matter who walks out or crawls out, whether it's him or me. And he oh. just won't take me up on it. Oh, um, <clears throat> can you talk to us about your feelings when you found out after the debut of Monday Night Raw that they were going to re- resurface the women's division in WWF? Can you talk to us about your feelings and some of the other women's, uh, women's feelings as worked with back in WWE. Well, um, uh, when, uh, actually, what I can tell you was, is in 1987, I was at my house 
in Virginia. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I had woke up in the middle of the night, and I turned on my 55-inch uh, DLP. And lo and behold, here's the WWE. And uh, Moo and uh, – this was when Moo and they uh, were doing that college girl thing, and their finish was they'd sit on the girl's face. And supposedly their private parts sunk so bad that it knocked the girl Ooh. off and won the match. Wow. That was the first time I almost put my foot through my DLT. Right after that, the wrestling, the other part of the wrestling show comes on, and it was Christmas. And it was where Denny Mack had taken everybody over to Kuwait to entertain the boys. And okay. they kept talking about they kept talking about this contest and I can't remember who three groups were. Um but they kept talking about this contest to uh that the girls were gonna have and whoever won the contest, uh Triple H was playing Santa Claus and whoever won the contest got to be Triple H's Santa's little helper. Okay. Oh. So that kind of interesting. And what I'm thinking is, you know, we'll wrestle off. These two girls are going to wrestle. I know that match is going to wrestle the other girl, and whoever wins is going to be Santa's little helper. Okay. Well, out comes the three girls. And they got their short little Santa Claus coats on, which is cool because – you know, I had my outfit. Velvet had her short little, you know, we all had little short coats and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they walked out to the ring, and I didn't notice that the wrestling boots on. They had high heels on. Oh, jeez. And, and oh, wait that, for it. Come on. Wait for it. And, and, and be careful, Sean, because she's going to hit a wall. Um. She and they get up in the ring, you know, one in each corner of the three corners, and they're announced. And went, and all of a sudden, the three of them walk to the center of the ring and they ch- take off their coats. And they have three very small triangles and butt floss on. Oh my god, and I do mean butt floss and three tiny triangles. Oh my god, and instead of going to wrestle. Then I noticed they had high heels on. The girls began to dance. Of course. And the only thing missing was the steel pole. (laughs) And this was in 1987 because it was the day I opened, it was the year I opened my first shop, either 87 or 88. It was Mm -hmm. when I, I had just opened my first shop in Franklin, Virginia. And I don't know how my 55-inch DLP survived that night. But from that night to this, I have not watched anything on TV to do with the WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't blame you. Disgusted. I want to I want to share some of a uh, I want to share the Laundra Blaze, uh, a Laundra Blaze's story with you that we heard down at the comedy club. Um, she was working for Vern, and she, oh God, she trained with Eddie Sharkey. 
And to hear her give her Eddie Sharkey impression was just hilarious. But a lot of people don't realize that Medusa came from WWE. She had came from the W, uh, not WWE, WCW and the AWA. She owned the rights to the name Medusa. The reason that they called her Alondra Blaze in WWF is because she was not willing to sell that name to Vince. She's very wise and smart woman. Smart woman. Yep. Um, but to hear of of the turmoil that she went through with Vince during that time, um, it it you start to put pieces of the puzzle together with something like you've been through Victoria and countless others that we've talked to over the years. And you start to paint this really bad image of, of, of Vinnie Mac. Um, she left the WWF because they did know what to do with that division at the time. They had brought over mm-hmm. Bull Nakano from Japan as, as because Vince went to Medusa and said, hey, who can we bring in for you to work? And she says, can we, can we yeah. bring in Bull? I mean, she'd been over to Japan at this point for uh, All Japan Women's Wrestling. Uh, right. that was I worked for done. All Japan Women's Wrestling as well. Poppy. Um, but to hear okay. the way that she was fired, she was on her way out to fly out for a pay-per-view to make the defense, a title defense as the women's champion. As she uh, right. got ready to catch her, uh, uh, I'm assuming, cab to the airport. She was met with an oh. overnighted envelope via FedEx. Open oh, wow. Well, and, and, um, and thank you for your service. And she gets on the phone right sure. away. And, yeah, we let you go. Oh. And well, uh, the mis- uh, that's the same. Uh, look what he did to me. I broke my neck in Philadelphia. Working at that time, it Benny had taken over. He took it over in March of 84, which I didn't know it at the time. Correct. Uh, because I will always call Mi- Mr. McMahon Sr. Mr. I will always show him respect yeah. because he always showed me respect. And he always showed us, you know, the women's division, if that's what you want to call it, respect. You know, I was on semi-main event uh, with Mr. Oh. M- McMahon Sr., you will never yeah. hear me call Vinnie Mac Mister. I have no respect no. for that man whatsoever. I, I broke my you. neck in September of '84. I am still waiting on a phone call from Vinnie Mac to find out if I'm alive or dead. There was no medical provided, and I was told about. I guess it was three months later after Moola sent me to Amsterdam to that geek, um, and I wouldn't sleep with him, um, ugly. Oh, my God, that man was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh this, this, oh, this man was not beat by the ugly stick. He was beat by the whole damn forest. I don't do drugs, but there are not enough drugs in the world. There are, is not enough liquor or not enough money for me to sleep with that man. That Ew. man, oh, my God. He, <laughs> he, he, made, he made the character in 
uh, 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 that movie that Jim Carrey was in, uh, uh, oh, Lippity Snip. You know, the one with the crooked house and the two, two kids. Remember how Lemony ugly Snicket? Jim Carrey was in that movie? Lemony Jim oh, Carrey yeah. was Jim yeah. Carrey was freaking uh, uh, Fabio compared to this guy. Yeah, yeah no. Jim Carrey <laughs> was Fabio compared to this guy. Um, oh, wow. um, but anyway, uh, let's turn, Clyde. Um, <laughs> but Three months later, I was told, uh, well, I'll take this outfit, this outfit, and this outfit for the back rent you owe me, and you need to uh, you need to figure out where your next month's rent is coming, or you need to go. Oh, wow. I can't use you anymore. And I still have not gotten a call from Vinnie Mac to find out if I'm alive or dead. <laughs> Wow. Um, of course, I'm. You know, and and here's the other thing because we're gonna we're gonna talk about this briefly. Um, okay. He let <laughs> Alondra Bla- he let Alondra Blaze leave as the women's champion. This would have been, I think, '95 is when that happened. We fast forward two uh-huh. years later. He wants to get rid of Bret Hart, and we have the same circumstances. Only this time, it's not with the women's belt; it's with his main belt. Did Vince not learn he his does. lesson? No. The man has no clue. And if you want my personal opinion on it, and everybody's got one, I truly believe that man hates wrestling. After what he has done to this business since he took it over. And and at one time I was doing I was trying to do a documentary and uh I had interviewed probably 50 male and female wrestlers, and about 30 of them were old school, my era. And I asked, I asked each and every wrestler that I interviewed one question, all the same question. If you could go back in time and change one day in wrestling history, what would it be? Without exception, other than Diane Von Hoffman, Every one of them said the day that Vince Sr. sold the business to Vince Jr. And wow. Steve Kane used to say it the exact same way. He would have loved you. He would have. I know he's sitting up in heaven listening to this interview, just tickled pink, because he said the exact same thing. He said the day the wrestling business died is when Vince was successful in destroying all of the territories and then it died again. We, we we give credit to where it's due to Eric Bischoff and, and Ted Turner and, and those efforts of WCW. But the moment that that company closed in 2001 was truly the day that the industry changed forever. Um, it changed right. when, when Vinny uh, bought the company from his dad and closed all the territories. But it changed again. Um, in 2001. In yeah. 2001 when he bought WCW and all the other companies were gone. Um, TNA right. Impact, Jeff Jarrett has really tried to do something. I give that company all the credit in the world. Um, but it's unfortunate. That, have, you watched, right, have, you watched, have you watched ROH? Yes. Of course. Uh, big, big fan of Ring of Honor. But that's going to bring me to my current uh, situation. We have a billionaire, a son of a billionaire, 
with expendable amounts of money that does not understand in the least bit how to control a roster full of grown men and women. So the bullshit that just ha- that just happened their pay- their last pay per view will never happen again because I have personally worked alongside of Phil Brooks, CM Punk, and I can tell you that if you piss that man off, if you had enough money to make him come back to wrestling after seven years and manage to right. piss him off, you shot yourself in the foot. You have Brian Daniels right. in there who legitimately WWE would not clear to wrestle. Probably, uh, let, let's just say this, if Victoria's injury would have happened now, they wouldn't clear her for a wrestling return. Um, what? You wouldn't see has, me try to make a wrestling return. I know my limitations. This kid has no clue and will not listen to anyone that can successfully deal and manage this talent so we don't have this happening. They had some great momentum when they started out. They've, they've, their roster, for me, has been give and take. But um, it's, it's gotten to the point where this kid has no clue. And he's pissed people like Eric Bischoff off. You know, say that to... Uh, no, 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 no. That's not a good... What, what, what crew is this? What promotion is this? Vinny? That all elite, no, all elite wrestling that's on TNT and TBS. They've been in existence about three years now. The kid came out and publicly said it's owned by Tony Khan. His father owns the uh, Jaguars down in Florida. The kid came out and ah. publicly said that um, WCW would still be in business if Turner knew how to book. Here's a newsflash, kid. Ted Turner wasn't the booker at WCW. No, he was a promoter. It's he, irrig- he owned it. He, did, he didn't book it. He owned it. He was in the background. It is arrogant comments it? like this from this. Uh, I'm trying to say. Um, Jim Cornette says he looks like the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Name uh, oh, Jesus, Lord, have mercy. The glasses uh, and that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold um, on. I know the name. His name is Rick Moranis. He looks like Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick, he looks like Rick Moranis. Very good. See, I couldn't do that. Um, <laughs> he looks like Rick Moranis, coked up on $1,000 worth of cocaine a night. And oh, my God. The oh, kid my God. Does, I'm watching the, his, his, eye, his eyes bug out then. His eyes must bug what, out because what, what I'm seeing. What he, needs, what he needs to do is he needs to step Whoa. in the background and hire himself a real booker and just sit in the office like Don owns you and Don let Sandy handle it. Sandy was a booker, then Dutch was a booker. And and sit in the office and figure out how much money each wrestler gets and just leave it to the booker. And he needs to shut his mouth. Yeah, because it's very good comments like that that have really pissed off a lot of uh, old-time vets in the industry. I mean, Eric Bischoff had made some appearances for him. Why is Eric Bischoff not uh-huh. your booker? I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this. Right. In right. terms of, of guys that could book, that I would entrust with the book, in this day and age, there are very few men. If Paul Heyman wasn't right. working for Vinnie Mac, I'd hire Paul Heyman tomorrow. Um, very smart man. I hope you, I hope you wouldn't have Patterson. Um, who, I'm sorry, who was that? I hope you wouldn't hire Pat Patterson. 
Um, I I like Pat. Yeah, I do. I, I like, I like Pat, Pat for for his efforts, but I, I we've we've heard some of what went on with that as a gay man myself. I I it, it was a different no, time it, in the industry. It, got, it has got no, it, nothing to do with him being gay, darling. Okay. Gay has nothing to do with it. You know, my one of my best Luke. Lucas is one of my best friends, and and he's gay. I I grew up with. I started out with the LGBT community in Portland when I was fourteen years old. The oh, wow. LGBT community saw me, and I was a fourteen year old kid living in a wino motel, and they got my back. I don't know where I would be today if it had not been for the LGBT community. It has got Dusty, nothing to do with Dusty, that being gay. What do you think? Where do you think I grew up for the most? Like a lot, a lot of my time was spent in the gay community with the LGBT, LGBTQ. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying all those letters. My yeah. friends know who I'm talking about. Damn it! Oh, 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 right. oh yeah. It's now okay. It's actually LGBTQ plus two. Okay, that, that, that's, that's what it is right now. My uh, memory is that damn long. Um, <laughs> you know, so you what know, were I'm your surprised. issues with Pat I'm as surprised. a booker then, Victoria? Yeah. What's up with Pat? You don't know the stories? No. Uh, go back no, and watch. Go back and go back. I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to tell you. Go oh, damn. watch the Phil Donahue show. Oh, and okay. I know people that I've talked to that have never lied to me that have told me that what was on the Phil Donahue show, what was told about that 10-year-old boy in the parking lot, I know they, nothing were about eyewitness, it. they were eyewitnesses to it. Wow. And Gay, ha- I, gay I has know. nothing to do with that. No, no, no. I, I Absolutely totally agree nothing. with you. And I am uh, sick of people saying that, well, he's a pedophile because he's a gay male. That's crap. Oh, that I hate, is I hate that. I hate oh, I'll punch somebody that. for it. Uh, no, oh, trust me. a pedophile trust me. is not gay. A pedophile is a freaking pedophile. Uh, Vicky, I don't care. I, rem- I, I, remember, I, I remember after I gave my child up, I was showing pictures of my kid in class. And this one girl, she was she was being a bitch about it, and she, she's, the, people just found out I was bisexual. Right? I, I just, well, I, it was I was 19, and I, somebody at school went went around and said, yeah, she likes girls. But anyways, that's what she said. She's like, yeah, that's why they took your kid away from you because you're bisexual and you're a pedophile. And I said, pardon me, I, I did private adoption. So yeah, like I I, I was out for bear, almost killed her. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Why didn't you no. just drop her where she stood? Because I was in class. I was in class, and the teacher was there, and I, I, she was gonna send the girl to the you, office. And you would have got, yeah. you, you would have got a five-day vacation. I exactly, but I, I should have, but I eliminated myself from the situation, and I sent myself to the principal's office. And he's a, he was an ex-cop, and he wasn't willing to do anything. And I said, you have a week to deal with this, or else I'm dealing with it. Right. And that's all I said to him, and I walked out. 
He said to me, right. it's just words. It's just words, sticks and stones. No, it's up. not just words I when said, you're talking I about said, that. When somebody said, calls you a bitch I, or a hoe, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's just words. Yeah, you want to call me a diddler, you're done. You're done. That's I am it. so sorry. You have been no, but, a tough woman. Yep. You have been through I, some shit. Honey, oh, I, just eat, I just... Honey, I just beat cancer. They my, they took my breast and everything. I beat cancer, so yeah, I've been I have uh, been through a lot, but yeah, I was I surprised myself that I battled as hard as I did. <laughs> I did good yeah, girl. Just, just, hey, yeah, what do you I, get I, from I, laying down and giving up? Nothing. Sweet piss all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. See, yeah, you, you see, got I, my I respect, like, and people yeah, will tell you, I don't blow smoke yeah. up people's skirts. You yeah, have got see, my respect. See, After what you just talks, told me. Yeah, she talks like I talk. You know, you notice this? She talks exactly like I do. <laughs> uh, you two are going to be I like sisters. All right, I'm going yeah. to take control over this thing yeah. just for a couple more seconds. Um, the other thing yeah, that Medusa okay. said no. that was, uh, <laughs> 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 was written. <laughs> was really, um, you know, telltaling was that she left WCW because of the things that you get, you get, you got to remember this in the nineties. It was born in nineties. So I witnessed all of this. Right. They, they relaunched the women's division for the beginning of Monday night raw. They sidelined it. And then all of a sudden the attitude era comes along and now we've got Sable, Sonny, yeah. Um, yeah, Sonny, you know, Sonny's in prison now. Yes. Um, and yeah. I, have no yeah. sim- I have no sympathy for that woman whatsoever. I met her and her Me late either. husband, Chris Candido, years ago. I loved Chris Candido. He's one of the funniest guys you would ever meet in your life. And he had a wit, too. Right. Like, he, he, his humor was just wit. Because you'd walk up to him and be like, yeah. hey, Chris, and it'd just be the wittiest shit you'd ever what? hear in your life. Um, right. But well, I met I met her when she was dating David Starr and tried to dra- throw him under the bus. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Wow. Um, I have no respect my, for the woman at all, whatsoever. My, me either. My, it was really disheartening to hear Medusa say that she left WCW because she was not going to be uh, doing bra and panties matches or, or pillow fights Good. or just. Just yeah. the shit that women's wrestling well, became in that decade. Mm-hmm. I am proud of her. That's a woman full of resolve. You know, she 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 had respect for herself and pride in her crap, and she wasn't going to degrade it. This is the yeah, same it, way it, when, but, we ha- when we had when we had Luna Bashan's ex-husband Gangrel on. She was the exact same yeah. way. This is why Luna Vachon went fucking crazy and, and pretty much died is because uh, if you watch that episode of Dark Side of the Ring on Luna, you find out mm-hmm. that her and Vince had a falling out. And she took her tray of cocaine and wrote, spelled out, fuck you, Vince, and snorted the whole thing. I mean, Oh, God, Lord, I did not know uh, that. So he's responsible uh, yeah. for Luna, Eddie, Owen. And uh, yeah. uh, uh, Chris, Chris. Yep. and how Chris. many more? Do you know yep. what the promoters would have done in my day if Chris uh, Benoit 
was doing what he was. Everybody knew that Chris was married to Preston, borderline personality, doing oh, cocaine, and doing, and, and the deadly combination is cocaine and steroids. Yes. You also, can do either or. You, yeah. you can do either or, and you might be okay. But you put yeah. those two together, somebody's going to die. I'll tell you straight Absolutely. up, okay, like, I've dabbled. I, I am borderline personality, and I have dabbled in Coke, and I don't like the buzz. I can't stand it. I don't like what it does to me. It, it, it changes you know, me. It, makes, you know it what, makes me different. I don't like it. That's why I don't You know do what's it. funny is, is everybody talks about all the cocaine that was supposedly running around in my day mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. wrestling. You know I never saw Coke. You know what I saw? I saw Placidil. I saw Elville. I saw uh, Percocet. Anything yeah. to kill pain and put you to sleep. Damn. Well, when I first was in, introduced to cocaine was after I got out of the business and met my first ex, my, my ex-husband. That's okay. when I saw cocaine. And I was running with Alpha, Sika, Piper, Morocco, you yeah. know, uh, uh, you know, that crew, you know, the East right. West Coast Connection. It and was, I never just, saw cocaine. It was disheartening to hear that Luna went through that because she would not. I mean, you've got to remember Luna Bashan's heritage. And, and right. That, I know. That, Believe me, I know. That, that speaks volumes on her not willing to budge that, look, I'm a women's wrestler. I am not here to be tits and ass appeal for you to get television ratings. Put me in the ring. Let me work. It was. No. And, and, and you know what? The, the promotion that I'm working with down here, BCW, here out of Guthrie, Oklahoma, do you know what it says on their poster? Mm. Family friendly and pet friendly. And nice. I know Tommy. I've I've gotten to know Tommy since I've been down here, and I can guarantee you, you're not going to hear, you know, MF, F, 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 you know, and all that in the ring. No. Because well, and no. and this is where we need to go back to what Vinnie Mac has done by doing all this TNA. He has actually he has actually segregated two thirds of his crowd. Mm-hmm. Grandma, grandpa, and the six-year-old daughter and the wife can no longer go to the matches. If you look at the at the last time I watched the matches, what you saw in the crowd was dad, son, and teenage boy. Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. And, and and what I'm I'm working with the people who are going back to the old. You know, when I was in the ring, you looked on the front of front row, uh, Pacific Northwest. Buddy Rose got hit by roadside, uh, road, road, ringside Rosie's pain more times than I have changed my underwear. <laughs> and, oh my. and he used to love going around and walking by her just so she could hit him, hit him with his her cane. You know, this, and that's what we need to get back to. And and the promotions that I'm working with now, that's where they're going. It, it's well, like Hondo. You know, when I saw that all women's wrestling, 
I didn't see any TNA. I saw a little bit of a butt cheek under one woman's uniform, but I get it. She was Tinkerbell. Right. <laughs> the thing that I have prided myself on, in, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, when I get my uh, roster in a locker room, I, I specifically have a meeting before everything begins, and I say, I don't really care what you guys do tonight, but you need to find out what body parts are being worked, what moves are being done. Do not yep. overstep one another. And what that means is if – if a guy is going to get – let's just use this for an example. If a guy is going to get juice in the first half of the show, there is no need for juice in the second half. There is no need for juice in the first half of the show, period. And you would agree with Sir Mo on that because he, he got me to see. He said, look, he says there are things you can do because um, he promotes down in Texas, Bobby Horn. He says there are things that you can do that will get the same reaction out of the fans as blood without having to draw that line. And, and what I was told by Sandy Barr, there has to be a reason. Absolutely. It has it to blood. be there. There's got to be a reason. If there's no reason, there's no impact. Mm. You're right. And you this know, is why... I mean, this, this is why I'm not going to throw salt on her name. I do love Mickey Knuckles, but when Mickey Knuckles started, she started uh, over at IWA Mid-South under Ian Rotten. And um, the thing is, she she was forced to do some of those death matches to start. She is now in the mindset where she doesn't mind doing them. And I told her a couple of times, I said, I, I said, Mickey, I've known you since I was 14 years old. I said, you have kids now. You've got to think about this differently. But I don't right. – we can't have you all beat up. The last show she worked for me, it was no fault of her own, but she got a concussion. And me being the promoter, I come into the ring, and, and she was dazed and got up and saw me in the ring, you know, checking on her during the match. And she clocked me. She says, don't ever break kayfabe with me again. And I said, Nikki, I, I wasn't trying to, but I was concerned for your safety as there's – there's mm-hmm. a difference between breaking kayfabe and being worried about your safety with the amount of time that I've known you. Um, Absolutely I, correct. And it, and it doesn't matter how long you've known the person, period. If one of your employees are getting hurt, a concussion in the ring, and you see it, then you need to get in that ring. You know, right. maybe it needs to end in a no contest. Right. Yeah. Because this person does not need to proceed. No matter what the plan was, that's that's the thing about it. In my day, it didn't matter what the plan was. You know, you did your best to follow the plan, but like in uh, I, I talked about Victoria, where we wrestled in the hockey ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Al Thompson put this girl in the ring that was so green, I needed a lawnmower to run behind her ears. <laughs> and and uh, I had to wrestle her And whoever won that match Had to wrestle Velvet And I went She went She went to give me a knee And instead of giving me a knee From the Left side With a right foot planted And giving me a left knee She gave me the left knee And then stood in front of me Wow. 
And when she stood in front of me, I hit my head corner to corner with my shoulder. Mm. And you and you heard my collarbone break. Ouch. It didn't it did not crack, it broke in two pieces. Ouch. Because right now, from my neck to the break, the bone spins one way, from my shoulder break, it spins the opposite way. And I was supposed to go back to the dressing room, then Velvet and I were going to come out, and I was supposed to go over. Okay. Well, I didn't leave the ring, and I whispered in the, in the referee's ear, I said, tell Velvet to get her ass out here. <laughs> he said, what's wrong? I said, I'm fucked. I'm sorry. If there's kids listening, I'm sorry, but that's what I said. I apologize. And Velvet came out, and we did about I, – I finished the match with that girl, which was about 13 minutes. And then oh Velvet and I went about five minutes, and she she did the uh, – she did, I think, cross-body block off the second rope, which was not a finish at that time. And she she got I – kicked, I kicked her off, and then I patted my chest. And she said, Vicki, you're supposed to go over. I said, I can't get up. And wow. Oh, my God. Well, my collarbone was broke. I ended up in an ambulance on a stretcher. And Velvet, ble- Velvet bless her heart. Now, I, what happened was is I made it out of the ring, walked across the hockey hockey arena, and you know what I'm talking about, right, girl? Period. How far is it from from the center of the hockey ring to yeah, it's the dressing good, room? It's a, good, it's a good hike. I made it there, turn, turned around into the hallway, leaned up against the wall, and passed out. Oh, God. I wake up. I'm in, I'm in the hospital. Velvet is telling them that my name is Velvet McIntyre, my social security number is XXX, my health card number is XXX. So I went uh-huh. into the hospital with a broken collarbone as Velvet McIntyre. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's, yeah. All and, right. And I ended up... Al, of course, said, well, you need to go home because I can't use you with a broken collarbone. I called Sandy and told him, okay, I've got to drive home. Do you know what Don Owens did? Mm. He made me a ringside girl for the boys wrestling because my collarbone was broken. I couldn't wrestle. Mm -hmm. This is back in the day when promoters were promoters. You didn't have these jabronis like about this kid with all the money. Mm-hmm. You know, they took care of their people, you know, and, and Don made a story out of it. Right on. Right. And, wow. and it has so, become the point to the point where there are too many, I don't mean this in a racist way, but there's too many wannabe chiefs and not enough Indians to listen to the actual chiefs. Hey, I've already yep. been called uh, racist because I call myself Indian 
And I looked at him and said, well, you're really going to be pissed off when I call myself a squaw, right? So uh-huh. Indian is not, <laughs> Indian does not offend me, <laughs> obviously, because I am obviously. Indian. Yeah, um, native. I am so sick of this council culture bullshit. I, 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 I'm going to tell you something. something. I'll, like, I'll call you what you're comfortable with, but for me, it's indigenous. Full out indigenous. I don't care what oh, you call me I'll as say, long as you don't yeah. call me late for no, dinner. Because, because you got Indians from India and then you got Native Indians. So you got to go Indian Absolutely from India and, yeah, Native for Indians. Yeah. It's just, it's but see, me. I'm living here in Oklahoma and I'm, I'm watching the Chiefs. Of the, and yeah. I mean, you can throw a rock and hit a freaking reservation here, right? Yeah. And okay. the chiefs of the tribes are calling themselves Indians. Oh wow! Right. How can I? How can you call somebody racist? And I was called racist because I called myself an Indian. How can you call mm-hmm. somebody racist when they're calling themselves a word? You're right. You're right. How can you tell me? And and see, this is something I can't stand. Oh, you are not allowed to do that. Huh? <laughs> Best way uh-huh. to watch me do something is tell me I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the same. I'm, it's just yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold my glasses. Let me go. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, it. I can't I can't look. I'm holding my glasses because I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. Oh, I I can I can see shapes and colors and stuff still. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm, 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 I'm mine are reading glasses. I'm doing reading glasses for the moment, so everything's good. Mine I'm are sure. Coke. I need. I need. You're not wearing Coke bottles, are you? Uh, I'm one step away from three wave. I'm on bifocals oh. right now. Yeah, that's if, where if I, I, I put my, my glasses. If you want to get drunk and not have any alcohol, wear my glasses for ten minutes. That's my, that's my stepfather. My stepfather, when I was growing up, he wore he wore Coke bottle glasses, really thick, and he got he got his well, eyes I thick. Found, but yeah, well, he I, got his eyes I found thick. out. Yeah, right. I found out when I was like thirty five years old, when I went to my first eye doctor. He told me yeah. he said you've been forcing yourself to see so long that not only are you far sighted, you're nearsighted. You oh, should wow, have had glasses eh? when you were five years old. Yeah. Wow. Well, see, what upsets me about that is my mother was on welfare and too damn lazy to take me to the eye doctor. It was funny. Oh, <laughs> That's my bio mom. Grandma's my mama. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I've got a lot of friends who, who are Native and their grandparents raised them, too. That's just the way it was sometimes. Well, just see, my, my grandparents, my, my granddad was Scotch, Dutch, Irish, and Welsh. Mm. My um, grandma was German. My mother tagged up with a guy by the name of Gene Sharp who came out of Thibodeau, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So I'm Indian, French, uh, African-American, Scotch, Dutch, Irish, Welsh, and German. I can't afford to be racist. I'd be hating myself. I'm just, yeah, I'm a mutt. Yeah, yeah, that's 
that's like that's like my husband. He's French and English. He's at war with himself. So right, right. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, I get it. Oh yeah, you and I are going to have to find some time to get a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, I like ma'am. the way you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can and, and, do it. Yeah, we can do that. But, we do video call coffee I'm, for the moment. But when when uh, I get my passport, there there are some people that I am going to visit, and you're one of them. So yeah, now, well, I, I get. Coffee. I get drunk on the phone with my brother, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, 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 no. I'm, 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 I, I, okay. I have a cancer patient. I can say this. I smoke my medicine. I smoke my weed, and I smoke it with friends while cool. I'm on. While I'm on. Yeah, while I'm on a video cool. call. You, yeah. But I mean, lady, like, do and, you know what? I, and and you, you know what? I'm do you such know a bullshitter. I'm such a bullshitter. Everybody knows I'm a happy little pothead. So. <laughs> That's well, me. Uh, let me let, let me tell you something. I told my yeah. son, uh, he was about 13, and I told my son, I said, look, you got addiction on your father's side. Yeah. His father had a cocaine problem, okay. um, and, and there was alcohol addiction on that side. I said, you got addiction on my side. Mm-hmm. I said, if I had my choice, and I only had two choices, could you drink alcohol or smoke pot? John, oh, I would rather you smoke pot than drink liquor. Because I've never seen any person, and I've seen women and men do it, get drunk, get high, and beat the hell out of their spouse. But I have seen them no. get drunk and do that. Yeah. And yeah, besides we'll get, that, we'll liquor we'll, kills your kidneys. Your liver, your esophagus, mm-hmm. your stomach. Pot yeah. is actually a healer. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it it, it shrinks cancer cells. So absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Yeah, you yeah. you don't you don't have to you don't have to tiptoe around me when it comes to pot. Yeah, it's, it's um, funny. My, my, doctor, my doctors are like, you know, you can smoke the marijuana, right? And I looked at them and I go, you know, I've been smoking marijuana since I was 14, right? Oh, I was drunk. <laughs> Girl, you're a slow yeah. starter. <laughs> I used to wake <laughs> up with a joint on my nightstand. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. Geez. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, girls, right this has been very fun. Um. Victoria, I just want to get your thoughts to end things out tonight. We have seen a resurgence in women's wrestling um, in, in them. You know, I'm sure you heard the rumor that Vince attempted to give the women uh, an all-women pay-per-view, and there's been other companies that have tried that. What information would you give to a young girl looking to break into the business today? If you have a trainer that does not train you seven days a week, twice a day, and you don't throw up the first time you go to training, go somewhere else. Yep. Or if, 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 if you have a trainer that says in six months you're ready to get in the ring, Mm-mm. go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If you are just now breaking into the business, when you go get to the hotel room with your partner, I expect to see hotel beds broke with you practicing your moves on the bed. (laughs) Hone your craft Mm -hmm. and keep your respect. 
You don't yeah. have to show DNA in order to get the crowd excited. Look at my tail in the ring. I had a one one piece bathing suit. And look at the comments on on my uh, fan page on Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria. Look at what the guys say, especially about Velvet. She took all my glory. Everybody <laughs> loves Velvet's butt. Yeah. Right. Uh, but hone hone your craft, hone your craft, hone your craft, and hold your respect. And if anybody ever tells you you have to sleep with so and so, or a booker calls you and says, "Well, I'll book you, but you got to sleep with me," write no. that promotion off your list. Absolutely. Because if you're a wrestler, you do not have to sleep with anybody to get a booking. And that is that is the best advice that you could uh, honestly give. Um, one quick side question deriving from that. What are your thoughts on all of this Me Too and speaking out movement that we've seen in the sport of wrestling over the last couple of years? About damn time. <laughs> yep. I knew you were going to say that. I just had this. What the going. hell? You know, and I have respect. Um, there's a little lady that's on my page that stood up and spoke out and she actually spoke out against the, and I'm not going to go into her name or his name against a couple that I know. And I was actually shocked. But when I read the story, she also showed me the emails and the photos. Oh it my is God. time. It is time for you ladies to square your shoulders up. And tell these jackasses, I don't have to sleep with you to get booked. I don't have to sleep with you to get booked and to get fifty dollars for a payday. There are better, there are better promotions who will show me re- the respect I deserve. Um, Vicky, I want to play this. We'll 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 come back with you after I play this. Uh, little clip. This is a song that was submitted to Jim Cornette's podcast, and I think this will sum up a lot of it, but don't hang up, Vicky. We want to say goodbye uh, real quickly when this is over. Folks, this is the way we're going to close it here tonight. Uh, This has been one hell of an anniversary, but we're going to have a little bit of fun right now. I remember Terry Funk, Cowboy Bill Watts, and Eddie Graham, and fucking Dusty Rhodes, and and goddamn Jack Briscoe. Yeah. Did you like the Young Bucks and Best Friends, by the way? Oh, no. Here we go. You're going to flip, flop, slip, flop. The Young Bucks did all their flips and all their flops. Just do the flip over the top. You're doing too much. Slow it down. Stop doing the flips and the stunts. For fuck's sakes, Matt Buck and Nick Buck. So we got a bunch of chucks and fucks. They're the most fragile little fucking young fucks I've ever seen. It's bullshit. And it ain't okay with me. Oh, no. We're actually going to fucking show wrestling. Not this clown show you've been seeing. Yeah. Nerds and butthurt pussies. Oh, no. If you cosplay wrestling fans have a problem with what I say, I'm sorry. I just don't have time to give a fuck. Yeah. Indie outlaw bullshit, dildos, blow pops, jock straps, tampons, yes, yeah. visible hand grenades, whatever. Hey, needle dick, yeah. I don't want a job from you, so I'll be the only one to be telling you the truth. Oh no, fuck. The more I think about it, fuck them all and fuck you.
Hello again, friends. And you are our friends. Welcome back to Jim Cornette's Drive-Thru. There are so many questions. I don't even know which one of these to ask. I mean, everyone wants to know, Jim, what do you think of this? Trying to shove it in your face. Let me ask you. I could give a French fried titty fuck what you think of me. Oh, no. I will verbally fuck you up. I want them to know exactly what I think about them. Everything I'm saying is true. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, no. Marco fucking's stunt fuck. Yeah. The fucking little kid that broke his leg. Why, why is that child wrestling, these fucking masked people? Oh, no. Young children doing shit that grown men should do. No, he's going to get in a ring and live his dream. Everybody can participate because this is all inclusive. And all come and look at us do our art. And everybody knows it's fake. Oh, for heaven's sake. Fuck you. Yeah. God damn it. I said, God damn, would you just quit? Yeah. Because there seems to be something wrong. Oh, no. 18 different dives in a row. Video game dweebs that he skateboard fucks. Yeah. Suck my fucking teeny little white dick. Oh, no. Protrusions. Yeah. Or insertions. Yeah. Fulfill and inseminate. Oh, no. The transvestite or exotico, as they would say at AAA. Did anybody bother to explain why he looks like that? Oh, no. And what do you do? Sodomize my little dog pocket in the ass. Oh, no. Now that's the way you do a fucking introduction, folks. Uh, boy, does Jim Cornette... Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody has told me I need to listen to him. And I, I haven't made time, but after that, I know to listen. <laughs> Uh huh. He's funny. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Well, I caught him at uh, uh, the Charlotte, the uh, the Charlotte show that they do yeah. every okay. year. And I walked up to him. And I've seen him. Like I said, most of the guys I hadn't seen in forty years. And mm-hmm. I walked up to him and I whispered in his ear. I said, "I bet you don't know who I am." And his eyes got big, and he looked at me, and his eyebrows, you know, he did the, he did the look. Uh-huh. He said, he said and, he, and he looked at me, and I said, it's Princess, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabbed me and hugged me as tight as a bear could do in a good old-fashioned yeah. daddy hug. Yeah. I- I have uh, oftentimes, because of my outlook on wrestling, because of the the um, tutelage of listening to that man, have been called his illegitimate son. I said, look, I said, I, I don't think wrestling is a game. I don't think wrestling is a joke. Um, I'm tired of turning on television or going to an independent show where they tear the fucking ring apart and, and tear it down to the bare boards. I come from the old school days where that ring is a stage. It is meant to be held sacred. When you get in that ring, Absolutely you wipe your correct. feet. Absolutely correct. And you everybody don't see gives them me... do that these days. You I, look I at the wrestling I... these days. Count in ten different promotions how many times somebody wipes their feet before they step in that ring. That's what I see. That's what I like to see. That's uh, I had I had a rookie I worked a show a couple weeks ago. He says, "Why did you do that?" I said, "It is your way to pay respect to everybody that has stepped in that ring before you." Hey, hey, 
hey, when I got in the ring with Ricky Steamboat to wear his uh, Hall of Fame ring, yeah, I wiped my feet. And my girlfriend that- at the time, my girlfriend at the time just looked at me and, what are you doing? I go, you wipe your feet. Wipe your feet right now. Wipe your feet. You do not yeah. carry the trash on your boots into the ring. Yep. That's right. You leave your because there's somebody the coming yeah. in after you that's going to land on the crap you carry in that ring. Well, yep. and not only that, but uh, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the argument that kayfabe is dead and, and everybody knows what the ring is made of. I am tired of wrestling promotions or wrestling promoters or bookers that want to play promoter and booker that do not believe in the ability to suspend disbelief because that's the name of the game. The, let me tell you something. I'm in touch with my fans now. You know, I took a month, month and a half break, as you well know. Uh, I I needed a break. This last year has been as a stomach turned. And oh God, yeah. I took a break because yeah. I needed it. Uh, my baby boy, Shadow, he died yesterday. Oh, no, I'm um, sorry to hear that. He went, let me tell you what. He went, he was not in any pain. He went very quietly in his sleep. Yeah. Cuddled oh, up to his baby. mama in the bed. Oh, poor little baby. There was there was no tremors. There was no, oh. you know how when you take your dog in to have them euthanized, they pee and they poop yeah. on themselves. Yeah. No, he didn't pee or Not, poop but, on himself. Okay, he went of, to sleep. Yeah. All of the, okay. Um, I, most most of my animals have died at home. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, actually, all my exactly. animals have died at home. And none of them have right. done that to themselves. They've never, they've never soiled themselves when they, when they go. It, no, and when they I'm, die at yeah. home with mom and daddy there, no, yeah. because it's not, it's not this extreme. Oh, I'm in this strange environment and I don't feel good, and they're pumping me full of all this shit, and I can't breathe. You know, right. I, I, I only had, I've only had one dog euthanized, and when they put shot in him. Teddy howled like a wolf. Oh, poor baby. Ever since then, I had to put one dog down myself with a gun, and the good Lord oh, blessed me. Poor baby. And he wilted. He didn't tremor or anything else. He wilted. He was went. instantly gone. And last, last night at 6.30, Shadow passed away. But yeah. he... He went in his sleep. He's with my Jack now. And yeah. now I've got to handle this, this slut of Sonny who goes to my next door. She has literally pounded a track between my front door and my neighbor's front door because he oh sees her treat. Oh, yeah. But Shadow was 12, and, and he had cancer. Yeah, poor baby. Yeah, no, he's in a better yeah. place. He's up there with my yeah. husband. So yeah, my dog, my dog anyway, is my my dog is twelve. He's not really slowing down yet, but I can see his age. He's blind. He's well, blind. this happened. Yeah, my boy's yeah, this, blind. This happened. <laughs> yeah, this happened with Shadow. One minute he was yeah. really badass, trying to get the armadillo in the yard. You know, running yeah. to the end of his chain so hard that. Yeah. He, Ended up on his back because he slipped, and then the next week he was doing nothing but sleeping, and he quit eating too. 
He quit eating four days ago, and he quit drinking the day before yesterday. So oh. I just I put him in the I put him in the bed with me, and I laid there till he was gone. Yeah. And and he went very peacefully. Um, he I I do rescue. Gee, imagine that. Yeah. I know. Gee, right? Right. Guys, I have had a wonderful time tonight. Oh man! Anytime you. you want me back on, especially if Jimmy is on, bring me on. <laughs> um, but getting back to this, you know, the thing is, promoters have to know what they're doing. There is a such thing as suspending disbelief. Just because it may be dead, kayfabe may be dead on television, does not mean it needs to be dead in your company. No, kayfabe is not dead. Let me tell you what. These fans that I'm talking to watch ROH, and you watch when our, uh, 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 Susie, is it Susie Sakai? Okay, yeah. She's a little, yeah, she's tiny. The girl with the smile on her face, the champion. When she gets into that ring, you hear those fans in the background chanting, this is wrestling. This is wrestling. And if right. you listen to them when they're chanting that, what you're watching is an old school map. They want the dream back. They want to be pulled in to our story. That's it's the same they're as when tired. you watch it's the same as when you watch Impact Wrestling. You hear the chant, This is wrestling. This is yeah. wrestling. Yeah, I, I love my impact. Right. I'm watching it right now. See, that's the problem <laughs> with Vinnie Mac and some of these promoters. They're not listening to the fans. Yeah, you're right. The fans, they, they, want old school, yeah. they want old school wrestling back. They're tired of the bumpity, bumpity, bump. They're tired of yeah. the DNA. They want to be pulled into our story. I'm, I'm and one thing I, what I'm tired about. I'm tired about the same person getting the belt, and I'm tired like uh, like right now Roman Reigns. Uh, Vinnie Mac has got Roman Reigns with the belt for what what is it? Two, over two years now he's had it, and nobody can touch him. And he won't drop it to anybody. Give him a good match, but won't drop it. And it's like they give their heart and soul. Prima Donna much? Yeah, yeah. And and one and all he does is one one Superman punch, and and the match is over. I mean, I'm see I'm seeing a lot of it. You know, these wrestlers are, are fighting their asses off and get taken out with a clothesline? Are you, what? Like, it, uh, it pisses what? me off. Are you kidding me? No. No. They're, they're taken out they with up. a clothesline? <laughs> yes. Is is this a clothesline out. off the top rope to the floor? No. no. It's, it's, not, it's not even a war, Road Warrior animal clothesline, okay? Right, not not a big heart and soul clothesline. Well, see, I've been told I need to buy a certain wrestler, and I won't mention his name. That Mm -hmm. since Vinny Mac has been pulled out, and it's been uh, Triple H and Stephanie, Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie, who with her father testified before Congress. Now, y'all want to laugh here, and I have proof of it. Uh, I had a fan send me the the minutes to the meeting because okay. he's up there. That okay. Stephanie and Vinnie Mac t- 
testified before Congress that they had never seen a wrestler get a life-altering or career-altering injury in the ring. So Owen Hart didn't drop 85 feet from the top of the top, you know, and holler, get out of the way as he was falling to his death. Yeah. I didn't get my neck broken in the ring. How many wrestlers have died in the ring, literally went to tag out and laid down in the corner and died? Hmm. You know, uh, which is, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Um, And see, I don't have much respect for Stephanie because she did that. So, but I've been told tomorrow night I need to watch the matches because they've changed. Have I been told correctly? Yes, it looks like it, things are a lot better. Uh, Vince yeah. is not yeah, in charge. It's, They've... It's, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's trip. It's trip. Sean and stuff. Well, hopefully right. they've learned their lesson because I hope so. oh, yeah. my dog yeah. hopes so. boxing me, Bossy. Yeah, she well, goes we have, outside we, and then. She... I was going to say we have held up <laughs> your your time here tonight, but I want to thank you so much uh, for oh, doing this, you. and we we definitely want to have you back at some point, uh, maybe before the end of the year. Um, I appreciate women's wrestlers like you that, um, and and any wrestler like you or any talent in the sport, because uh, most of all, the thing that Steve Kane would have loved about you is your ability to call it the way it is. Um, Bill Apter and Steve Kane were very good friends because Steve Kane, uh, yes, he was an, an, an official in the ring, but he would tell it the way it was. And that's what this podcast was founded on uh, over nine years. Was the ability to wanted. call call the shit out that that marks don't know how to call out because they don't know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and there are too many people in the industry that do some of these bigger podcasts that don't have the balls to say, "Hey, this is what's really going on, and this is how it can be fixed." Who <laughs> haven't had me on their show, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and I would invite you. I call. I call uh, it as I see it. I would invite you, Victoria, um, let me, let me say this. I would invite you to reach out if you've got contact info for uh, Jim Cornette. I know he would probably love to have you on his podcast. He is so sick and tired of reviewing this modern wrestling and then just not knowing how to fix it, how to make sense of it. Um, I, I I would think he would love talking to uh, uh, an old timer like yourself and, and, and reliving some of the glory days and giving some of his fans a refresher course on what wrestling used to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. I, I, I've i been knowing for a very long time that Jimmy had his class, but I had never thought about reaching out after, after that song I just heard. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Exclamation <laughs> point. We we had him on here. I've I've had Mr. Jim Cornette tell me to shut the fuck up, and I did. <laughs> I shut the fuck up. Uh, uh, he told me to I shut the him. fuck up, and I looked at him and laughed. Well, if you, if, you know, it, it was his show if, that night. 
So I gave it if to you, him. I let him have that. How dare you show your show or Joe Blow's show? You tell him to shut up, I'm going to look at him laugh. <laughs> and then he's going to kiss me on the cheek. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we, you know, we love him because his, his ability, you know, as he said in the one song, I don't want to work for you, so I'm the only one that's going to tell you that your shit is wrong, and and this is why. Um, you know, yeah. It's, what what can, it, it's like me talking about Vinnie Mac and what he's done to the business. What's he going to do? Fire me? No. Nope. You know, he can he can go ahead and try to sue me, but I'm on disability. Now, you can so, sue someone on Social Security or welfare, but there's one person you cannot sue, and that's oh, a well, person I... on disability. So, fight me, Vinny. Nah, she's, <laughs> she's asking for it. Um, you know, and the other thing that Cornette <laughs> has really done a good job asking of. Asking hell, is, I'm begging. Um, he, but, he just... He gets it, and uh, he's he's funnier than he's still hilarious. I mean, some of the go if you get bored tonight because I don't know if this man was working with WWE or WWF when you were there, but go listen to Cornette's takes on good old Kevin Dunn. Me and Wendy did a gimmick with Jim Duggan and Jim Corn at the WWF. <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen the match. Where Wendy is on Jim's side and he gives her a trophy up in my tail and cheating. And then Jim <laughs> Duggan comes out and lays a lip lock on Wendy after he smashes the trophy to itty bitty bit. You need to look uh, that up. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my. All right. Well, thank you very much, Princess Victoria. We oh, want to uh, thank you love. so much. Much love. We want to send our well wishes to those impacted down in Florida by the hurricane. And um, yes, anybody, anybody else, anybody else um, that are fans and and uh, family of Antonio Inoki who passed away earlier this week, and Sarah Evans from Tough Enough. Um, we want to wish you a very great first weekend in October. Um, yeah. Actually, I think it's the second weekend. Time is a it, it, time. No, it's the first weekend. Um, it's the first weekend, Jonathan. And, week. and we want you to be safe. We want you to go out and support some good wrestling. We want to hear that you went to a good show. I don't always like being the guy that comes on here and razzes all these companies that don't know what they're doing that shouldn't be running in the first place. But uh, we we've got we need to get a hit list. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, we actually have a a segment on this program called the shit list. We didn't have one tonight, yeah, we but do. Uh, um, usually, we yes. yeah, we usually have one in, in three nights without one. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <All right. laughs> So I'm going to have to go watch Ugly Wrestling in order to be a part of that segment. (laughs) That's cool. All right, Katie, uh, you want to tell everybody what what time it is? Well, and and, and Miss Princess doesn't have to go anywhere. She can do what she wants. But, folks, you know what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. 
take your glasses back to the bar. And for fuck's sake, turn off the lights. I am Tradition Sean David, along with... Keanu Katie, the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks. We love you, folks. Thank you for nine great years, three great nights, and we will see you right back here next week. Oh, it will not be Wrestling Authority Radio next Thursday. It will be Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil, the review and news show, right back here on the Evolution Radio Network. Good night, everybody. Good night, Victoria. Good night, everybody. Stay safe and stay well. You too, Thank you again so much. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.